I'm going to tell you a few stories. All you have to do is listen. Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar, and with me today is oh Any- Luke, anyone, <laughs> and <Wow>. Ralph. <laughs> Uh, this is episode number 154, and as always, we're going to review three movies. Those movies, actually, we're reviewing five movies. Here's here, and let me explain. Hold on a second. Let me tell you a story. Uh, those movies are going to be Lightyear, latest from Pixar slash Disney, whatever. And then we're going to do that, and we're also going to review um, David Cronenberg's latest movie, Crimes of the Future. Is it Crimes of the Future or The Crimes of the Future? It's not right. There's no the. It's just crimes of the future. Thank you. Um, and then we're going to conclude with one discussion, not three, one long discussion, ideally, of Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. So that inc- that's uh, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Those are the movies we're going to review today. You can always find this episode and all of our other episodes over at otherpodcast.com, where this, well, you can see why we started this Batman stuff going on we're doing a bat marathon batathon um and uh, the nolan's trilogy is next and we thought it's best to just do you know all three in one fell swoop and we're doing uh we're doing nearly every batman movie obviously it's impossible to do them all unless we do it for the entire year but with that said we can devote an entire podcast on just batman i just feel i mean realizing that watching all of these titles involving him is that we could just devote a podcast on just Batman. that's how much there is um so overall, we're just doing a sample size, but that's what's going on there um, over at otherpodcast.com. Um, before we get into our recent discoveries, uh, Luke, Luke, how are you? I'm doing fine. You sound groggy. Hmm. No, just out of work, ready to do this. You just out of work, ready to do this, meaning talk yeah. into a microphone? He literally yes. got out of work, and he just says, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. You've been. You're doing it now, but um, but do, do it live. This isn't a Charlie Kaufman skit, so um, <laughs> um, I guess you've been up to nothing. Didn't you? Pretty think? much. It's been very uneventful. Just work. No, that's fine. I'll um, work and no play. Wasn't there a thing though? Some like festival or something? Oh my god! Yes, the Star Wars parade. Yes, I definitely did go to that. Okay, well, there you pictures. go. See, what good are you? So, what? Tell me, how was it? Oh, it was fun. It was small, but uh, yeah, it was still fun. A lot of people and a lot of Star Wars. Did you feel like you were with your own people? Mm, maybe. Maybe? You're probably the biggest Star Wars. I see the biggest. You're one of the biggest ones, nerds out there that I know. For probably. I know you're bigger with Lord of the Rings, but still, like you're the biggest nerd. And you're a Trekkie, too, so also the biggest Trekkie. So, yeah, you're, in, you're all that. Uh, Rob, about you, Ralph? What about me? What? Come on. What about me, Ralph, too? You've been to what? Yeah. What have I been up to? Work, yeah. work, 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 work. Everybody got to work. Um, yeah, I've been working my ass off. Yeah, basically, you know, we're the uh, typical American male. Work all the time. That's not a positive thing. No, it's no, not. It's not. Well, like besides that, I have been watching TV, even catching up. They have binge watching two shows. It's <laughs> just like, <laughs> binge the fuck out of that shit. Um, haven't really been watching t- movies a lot, considering I had to watch fucking five of this review. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God forbid. Oh, no. I swear. I'm trying not to swear. Sorry, Leo. Yeah, we all heard him in the background. He's your, he's your guard. He really he's is. Keeping, he's keeping I you swear. honest. 
You know what? I watched something uh, bloody too, and he snitches on me. He tells my wife. Wait, when you watch something bloody, <laughs> like, like if I watch something like uh, like super actiony, blowing up, killing things, yeah. he goes and he tells, he tells my wife like I'm watching, I'm watching stuff. Are you are you raising a snitch here? What's going on, bro? He's no, not snitching, and I just keep telling him. I go, shut up, like. <laughs> Yeah. Then he says you don't say shit up, but I'm just like oh, that's disheartening. Uh, anyway, that is so. Don't do, don't smoke crack in front of your son. That's what he's saying. Right, 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 right. Besides that, I've been uh, I've been gaming also, playing a lot of game, getting into Apex Legends again. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to record my gameplay to get better, so I can watch me suck, and then tell myself that I should do better. I mean, you're you're tuning it like a like a thing, like a hobby, like a job. Right. Uh, yeah. Almost. That sounds like it is based on what you. I mean, I've never. In a weird it. way, I just want to get better. I just want to get good at the game. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying that's not. I'm not this this thing. I'm saying you are. You're that's treating right. it. No, you're treating it more professional than just like a casual, whatever. Uh, yeah, I have. I've more. never looked at my gameplay except to like, you know, show someone not like. Myself. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um. Cool. Maybe it'll give me an excuse to play Apex. Maybe. Um. Yeah, not much on my end except uh, the Lego thing, which I think you know, Raf. Maybe you both know. Um, You're on the Lego train. I am. I don't know if I mentioned. I didn't mention this last time, did I? I think I saw it on your Snapchat. No, no, on the show, I didn't mention this, right? Yeah, probably not. I really hate repeating myself too much. I don't remember. Um, I'm gonna go with no, and say that yeah. Um, I got uh, the latest one. I did was the biggest one too. Was uh, I mean, this started because of you, Raf. You got me a uh, last year for Xmas. You got me a. Um, I did. You got me a uh, the set of like the set of uh, Seinfeld uh, as a Lego form, and I did that. It was a lot of fun, and I was like, it totally nostalgic my way back to childhood in a way that I understand based on what people say about Legos or other things when they crave nostalgia. And so I got into a little binge, and I got the ISS, nice International Space that's, Station. That's kind of badass, to be honest with you. you yeah, and, those pictures were pretty good, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Took me two, uh, three or four sittings. I forget. And, you gotta send uh, me those. You gotta send me those through text. To send you the pictures? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, I have them. I, I can send you them. Because um, like screenshot, it's just weird. Because the, the Snapchat camera sucks. But if you took pictures of it on its on your actual camera on your phone, yeah, it's I, not did. Bad. I did. I uh, did. That was the only way. So because I want to keep them too. Because Snapchat is obviously, you know, I mean, I know you could save through there, but it's annoying. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I've been I've been doing that lately. Otherwise, you know, just like, you know, trying to be better about cooking and saving money and shit, or trying to. Um, and it's been hot. I I really I uh, feel like my yes. brain is not working today very well. It's not working well. I don't know if you guys feel the same. Um, you guys have been working and stuff. I don't have that. I mean, I have the luxury of saying I did not mm. go to work, but it's like really hot up here, though. <laughs> yeah, I could <laughs> like, only imagine. I have to be in this room in order to be cool because uh, out there is too big for any AC unit to work for, work well. And these are small problems, uh, granted. And it's fine. Um, I just missed the cold a little bit. Just a little bit. Anyway, that's roughly it. Uh, we're going to get into some recent discoveries. Uh, Luke, you finished something. You finished yes. something. So I was supposed to watch one of these movies per, uh, per show. But you couldn't contain yourself. Yeah, so I saw Before Sunset. You know, going through the whole before trilogy nice. that you borrowed me. Yep. And I was like, well, fuck. I got to watch this last, the next one just the next day because I, I had to know. Well, the last line of part two was like, you, you're going to miss that flight, right? It's like, right. Very, like you want to know what happens next. Right. So, yeah. yeah no, uh, 
Yeah, I do think uh, two was awesome. Much better than the third one. But the third one was still good. And that's uh, what's it called, the third one? Uh, Before Midnight. Mm-hmm. Starring Ethan Hawke, who never fucking ages. Yeah, and Julie Delpy, who definitely yeah. does age. Yes, that's yeah. okay. Like a he just person. changes his, uh, his uh, what's it called, uh, facial hair. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so I finally know what the whole hoopla is about these movies. Do you get the hoopla? Yeah, I think so. Good, good use of hoopla, by the way. Yes. Um, <laughs> no one uses that. That's an old time word. <laughs> I thought you you'd enjoy that one. Yeah, no, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. old. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm ignoring uh-huh. you right now. Okay. Um, right on. So those are the before trilogy. That's what I called. Yep. Um, and now I can finally watch Boyhood. I mean, you could all you could have. All, they're, they're not. Uh, they're not together. They're not the same. I know, but I've never seen it. Okay. Neither have I. Oh man, uh, really? Oh, um, you want to watch it together? Okay. Great. I hope you guys enjoy it. I really liked it. Um, well, we're going to end the podcast now. We're going to watch the movie. No, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's a good movie. I haven't seen it probably since the year it came out, but I remember really liking it. Anyway, check, check that stuff out, guys. The Before Trilogy, we all recommend it. I know Ralph and I were gushing over that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, for came sure. Out. Yeah. Great, great trilogy. Um, Thank you for giving me your copy, Oscar. Oh, of course. Oh. Of course. Anything. It will be in my collection forever now. No. <laughs> You gave it to me, cool. I will torture you in your sleep during this trip we're doing if you don't give it back to me before then. Um, Roth, how about you? I really haven't been watching much besides TV, but I did get around to watch a movie at work um, Mm. throughout the next few days. That's great. Taxpayers with dollars at work. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Out of my breaks and lunches and metrics time. Anyway, um, I saw this uh, 2010 movie. Um, It's called From from Paris with Love, and it stars uh, the Travoltas and Jonathan uh-huh. Rhys Myers. Really, that's about it. Yeah, really know. Yeah, um, and Jonathan Rhys Myers. I was just like, I was, I was wondering what else he did. I guess you know he's got whether he do a match point. Yeah, he's got um, a very distinct face. He also was in uh, Mission Impossible Three. I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the Tudors. Not the one with the doves, right? No. no that's true. <laughs> Leo, relax. Whoa. Anyways, is he hulking out over there? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I just remember him doing those those little. You know, I remember he got big, really big because of the tutors, and then he did a bunch of stuff in between and stuff like that. Anyways, besides that, um, yeah, somebody was recommending me a movie about where John Travolta is. Uh, it was called an action person, and I was like, "What movie is this?" And I was like, "I was like, I've never seen this. It looks like a movie I would skip every day of my life." And, uh, I mean, I could tell why I would skip it. It's very paint by numbers. Um, but it's also kind of fun to watch John Travolta just be like, I don't really give a fuck. Um, and, uh, that was fun. That was a fun watch overall to, for that, for that reason. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he's a little fatter, but he's bald also. Bald kind of gets me, throws me off a lot. Um, cause everything Is I it like, uh, so you think it's not as bad, uh, it threw you off more than when Bruce Willis went bald the first time. Yeah, I guess when Bruce Willis was bald, I was like, yeah, I guess I always saw him. He was going to be bald. But, <laughs> he was heading you know? there anyway, right? He was heading there anyway, right? But John Travolta, I was like, I don't know, bro. You know, I just don't know. I just don't know, yeah. Anyways, but besides that, it was just a dumb, fun action movie. Um, better than what I thought it was going to be, but still, again, paid my numbers. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember much of it. I remember not really liking it. But Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I, I would have skipped it any day of the week, and it was just a movie like, 
you ever yeah. seen that? No, it's a work like, movie. I get. I have work movies too. Like you watch. Yeah, that yeah that's stuff. exactly that's that's exactly what it ended up being. It just ended up being a work movie. Totally. Um, I did have uh, Inglis to go watch another kids movie this year, this week, but my sister in law took my son instead, and I was like, oh. What kids movie? You mean like in theaters, right? Yeah, yeah, the bad guys. Or yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I was going to go watch that, and I kind of like wanted to too. How dare like, she? How dare she? Well, she did ask me, so I was like, yeah, I guess you could do it while I'm at work. That'd be nice. Mm. Yeah, that's a good godmother. Unlike me, um, uh, for 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 my thing, I saw based on Ross' recommendation. Although I probably would have seen it anyway, is I saw Chippendale Rescue Rangers the the movie. That's not the full title. The movie is not part of the title. No, it's just Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, Thirty years after their popular television show ended, Chipmunks Chip and or Dale. I'm kidding. Live ev- uh, live very different lives. When a cast member from the original series mysteriously disappears, the pair must reunite to save their friend. Directed by Akiva Schaefer. Uh, this is like the um, Lonely Island crew taking their stab at the Disney or Nickelodeon. Whatever. Was Disney? What? It was Disney, right? This the is Rich- Disney, yeah. Rescue Regiment? Yeah. The whole time, I'm saying, right? Disney, it's not like something they bought and they re. Okay. No, it's Disney the whole time. Okay, that's not sure. Um, yeah, this is. A, I, I see the. I see why people were gushing over it. It's a lot of fun. This is a fun ass movie. This is. I can imagine myself feeling the same way I felt as a child watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It has that exact same feel and grandeur to the to the ridiculous cartoony nature of what's going on. It's still very much a kids movie, but it's also. Um, it's very much like uh, adults can like not just handle it, but enjoy it as much. You know, as, as a matter of fact, you could even say it's more adulty, more for adults. As, I mean, because a lot of the like ninety percent, I'm exaggerating, but like a lot of them, most of the characters you see are from older generations, right? So, um, including Chip and Dale. <laughs> so, right. uh, all these are old things, the eighties, nineties things. So, um, yeah, but I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it was just uh, the madness. Uh, it was just a good idea to like if they have to make this movie, it's a good way to do it. Um, no more, no less. Um, I do wish the the story was a little tighter as far as the thing, but I love the 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 road not the road trip, it's not a road trip, but I love the the comedic duo thing that they have mm-hmm. going on. Um, it's great, a lot of good stuff, a lot of lot of great puns, a lot of great like oh my god, so many Easter eggs to real life or other cartoons. I I, I really do kind of want to go watch uh, like online and look up all the easter eggs and watch the movie again yes there is a lot i I can only catch so many you know i no, i think it's just it's just so it's just so fast it's and so my favorite things. is the ugly sonic bit i mean that was my favorite one which is actual part of the plot didn't that work so well it works so well i did not think i would ever see that fucker again a <laughs> also, and b tell me the zoom yeah. in isn't fucking so creepy the what man the zoom in on yes ugly sonic yes <laughs> It I, it's like my favorite worst part of the movie of the it movie is, it is so i bad. i love it so much for what it for what it is but at the same time i'm just like so disgusted by it i'm like why am i getting this close up yeah no it's it's yeah it's really bad anyway uh but in, in a good way like in a, oh my god oh man that was so bad when we did that anyway so yeah check it out guys i recommend it highly uh chippendale rescue rangers on disney plus check that out next okay. up here sorry what okay Okay. Yeah. Twist my arm. I'll go watch it. No. I mean, are you gonna see it? Probably. I, I think you like it. Or see it I with. Might. I mean, you have family over, right? So you can just see it with your yes. cousin, with your nephew, niece. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yes, niece and nephew. And and nephew. I can't keep up with all the kids out there. Um, cool. Yeah. 
Next up here, a uh, fully animated film uh, based on Ross' recommendation as well. Although, again, he, Ross, you told me about this. I didn't know this movie existed until you mentioned it. So, it's uh, I saw Bell. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah Bell. Me and Ross saw it together. Ross and I. And here's the description: Suzu <laughs> is a shy high school student living in a rural village, not the rural juror, mind you. For the years, rural juror. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. For years, she has only been a shadow of herself. But when she enters you, a massive virtual world, she escapes into her online persona as Belle, a globally beloved singer. And this is made by Mamoru Hosoda, who wrote and directed it. And I think it's based on his studio or the studio that he started. And this is the guy who uh, did one. I mean, this the most accurate movie, to, the, the most pairing, uh, the best paired movie with this is Summer Wars, which he also filmed and wrote and directed. Uh, Summer Wars and Bell have a lot of uh, similarities yes, in their do. plots and, and world design. Um, I would say, like, if I have to compare it to my head, because that's how the world works, and a lot of people in, in, in the podcast industry do it. Um, if I were to compare them, Summer Wars is my favorite still, but okay. Bell is a very good, different type of movie. Uh, yeah, different it, part. didn't it feel kind of refreshing to watch also? Yes, it did feel refreshing yeah. to watch. I, I, thought me, I, mean, I think me and Luke said the same thing when we saw it. Oh, like in a, like, oh man, it's good to see something wholesome. Is that you mean like that kind of? It thing? is kind of one of those feelings. Yeah, okay. I mean, also like, um, just yeah. yeah, wholesome. I guess is a good word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, this guy is famous for a bunch of things. Uh, obviously, not just uh, Summer Wars, The Girl Who Left Through Time, Mirai, Wolf Children. Wolf Children is very good. Still um, haven't seen Wolf Children. I still haven't seen Mirai. So neither have I. Oh, I, I, I saw Mirai. Oh. I don't think I've seen I, either of those. We should have a Hosoda Hosoda Marathon. That's clearly uh, what that Shinkai means. only. No, there's more fucking animators out there. Settle down. Um, but have they been hurt? Uh, no, they, they, <laughs> they been this hurt? guy has. To, this guy has been hurt. What are you talking I love, about? I love Luke's, Luke's uh, like the, the most emo no, question you asked. So, have they been hurt? It's like it's like one or nothing. Like oh, then nothing. Then how many family um, members has he lost that were really close to him? Probably nothing either. It's probably just because cat died. That's why there's cats in all these movies. Anyway, this this we're getting no, off the one of his first things off the was mark here. She and her cat. We're still uh, getting off. Oh, the by mark. the way, the mark? three all the way over there. movies are now that? available on Blu-ray. See that? It went away. Anyway, <laughs> you yeah, can so finally get everyone, children who chase yeah, yeah, lost yeah, voices. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Five centimeters per second, and the place promised in our early days you, on you Blu-ray. Three, two. Okay, shut up. Um, Bell. What I love about this guy is that this guy has a very uh, has a unique style in which uh, he do uh, I would say traditional type of animation and combine them with uh, digital like Digimon animation, which is funny because this guy started Digimon. Um, he did the show and or movie. I forget which one. Um, so he has a very style like of like animated and then also like not traditionally animated. He combines both. Okay. Are you right? No, that's a, I, my thing disconnected. Okay, I'm back. Um, yeah, and this is a great little story. It's actually um, a Beauty and the Beast retelling, which is super obvious. But uh, as far as retellings and you know rehashing the same old story, this is a really. I mean, it doesn't look like anything from the original Beauty and the Beast, so that's a big plus. And obviously, it has to do a lot more with um, the personal nature of it and the trauma. As you can imagine, trauma. Life, I would say, weird. I would say, and a lot more. And I, I found it very enjoyable. It wasn't like uh, a straight through, though. I kind of feel like the movie could have been a little tighter, in my opinion. But uh, like, I think it meandered quite a bit in the middle. 
But man, it is uh, it is still worth the watch. It is. I love that world. I love he he makes it. He makes me feel like how social media should really be, but it never is. And obviously, this movie shows both sides of that. It just it shows like the comments, and all the 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 flood of the flood of responses that comes with social media uh, platforms like like big ones, right, like Twitter or Instagram. But like, but it also shows really just like what's possible in a positive way, you know. And this, you never feel that in reality, but in this movie, it's there. And I kind of have, uh, kind of wanted that in real life. Anyway, that's Bell. It's available on, um, on right. VOD and stuff. You can rent or buy it, that kind of thing. And I, I don't think, think you bought it. I did buy it. I did. I just blind bought it. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know because I was going to go use your account. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. Bell. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah, I went nuts. <laughs> and I never thought you saw it. I was like, wait, did he even see this movie? And I was like, yeah, whatever. I didn't even think. I didn't even think twice to ask. <laughs> yeah, him. he pulled the Luke. Uh, no, I've been buying, buying, blind buying things way more with the podcast. Oh, look at you! Um, over the years, I have been. Yeah, I got to get back on your account because I think I need, I need your password again. Okay. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, not right now. Anyway, the last movie I have on here is a movie on Prime Video. It's called Emergency. By any chance, have you guys seen it or heard it? Mm. Negative. All right, no, I haven't gotten my check yet from them. So, oh, okay, it's a comedy slash thriller. It is kind of both. Uh, ready for a night of legendary partying, three college students must weigh the pros and cons of calling the police when faced with an unexpected situation. Uh, directed by Carrie Williams and written by Katie Davila or Davila, as an ac- accent on the either. Um, Man, so based on that description, it sounds like a horror movie, kind of. Um, there are parts that feel horror. The this is a situational kind of comedy. That should uh, so the these three college students are two black and one Hispanic, and what happens is that right before they're about to go out, they go to their house. They they live on university like campus. They have housing. They they're part of uh, one of those houses and shit but they're kind of like the, the nerd ones the, lo- the low-key ones right and they want to do like a party like a crawl but of the houses not like bars right that's what they're planning for they get they get home and here's the situation a white girl is found lay passed out and with vomit around like she had vomited everywhere um passed out in the middle of their floor and all of a sudden they don't know what to do right it's like, uh, which is the obvious thing, right? You know where this is going, right? I'm not saying anything out of context here. Um, yes. So that's the situation. You call 911. Nope, they don't. <laughs> they do not immediately call 911. <laughs> no, they Why do would not. they do no such? Oh, my God. Right. They can't wake the girl up. There's no phone on her. They have no idea who she is. And they try to call some of their white friends to help them, and they're not available. Like, they try a few things, and all of it is really funny and also the opposite, right? It goes both in like a kind of vanilla flavor, chocolate flavor combo, like just one or the other. And it, it kind of slaps you in the face sometimes with something funny or something super serious. And this is a really good fun movie. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but obviously it makes its point very well. And obviously, you know, you understand the whole time, much like watching a movie with children in it. Like these are still very young, like stupid, they're drunk. One of them at least is or high or both. So, like, a lot of decisions go into it that, like, not the best decisions. But also, what really can you do if you have this fear in you? Um, which, as history, recent history has shown us, is very much real and there. 
and they don't know and they're freaked out they're worried this, this girl passed out is her is their horror movie and that's how the movie portrays it and it's a very interesting and fun movie <laughs> not too long either i highly recommend i think you guys will enjoy it. it's a lot of fun it really is um, it's both things. It feels like this is a child of what came out of movies like from Get Out and stuff like that. Like, it feels like a progression of something, and it's a it's a good movie. I liked it. So, as far as college movies that has to do with racial tension and whatever, uh, this one and what's the other one, Roth, that you and I like? Um, they made a show on on Netflix, Dear White People. Feels yes. like uh, right, yes. but uh, Dear White People has to do with more about class too, and that's that's not in his, but. Still, it's in there. Uh, check it out, guys. It's on Prime. Highly recommend that one. Emergency. Uh, all right. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our first film of the evening, which is Lightyear. Is it just Lightyear, right, only? It's just called Lightyear. Okay. So Lightyear, stay with us. While spending years attempting to return home, Maroon Space Ranger Buzz Lightyear encounters an army of ruthless robots commanded by Zerg who are attempting to steal his fuel source. Spoiler alert. The whole movie. Um, this is... Uh, yeah. This is Lightyear. Um, Disney Pixar's latest film. Um, a spin-off, I suppose, or off- offshoot of the Toy Story movies. Um, yeah, I so think within the universe of one of the Pixar movies, there is this thing. There's this thing, right. I love the beginning of this movie um, with that little... Quick thing, this is the movie that Andy fell in love with. For oh, yeah. Right, in 1995? Right. 1995, right. Exactly. Bro, they had some advanced-ass CGI. Back in 1995, we just had Toy Story. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. So that being said, uh, Luke, what did you think of Lightyear? Uh, it was very enjoyable. It was fun. Uh, I love that they already had him as kind of as an established character. Not like a whole, I'm going to go to the Academy and blah, 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 and... The whole thing. That's what I thought was going to be like a, an establishing uh, movie. Uh, yeah, I guess. Should we ask the question? Uh, like, did we think that this was going to be a movie about like, like how? Here, yeah. No, I mean, like, do you think like it was like a real character? Like, we weren't. Like, did you think it was going to be a movie that was potentially made in nineties or you know what I mean? Like, did you think it was based on the re- reality in the world of Star Wars? Like, did you think it was a historical figure in in the Toy Story universe, or did I you mean, did you know that it was a movie about some some hero movie shot movie guy? You know, that eventually gets made into toys. Well, I knew it was going to be a backstory the about Buzz. I knew it was going to yeah. be a backstory about Buzz Lightyear, but I didn't know what, and I didn't know how they were going to come along with it. But it just makes sense as the latter. So. Yeah, I I didn't see that coming actually because I really thought it was gonna be like um, like uh, like Buzz Aldrin, right, right? Was real just like that? Like it was yeah. one of those things. Right? I hear you. Buzz sense. Aldrin's not real. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna take <laughs> I'm not gonna take the bite. So you were saying, Luke? Anyway, I was just gonna ask you, but you said second one. Okay, what else? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it was it was a really good movie. Now I want a Woody movie. Um, hard to make that more entertaining than this one. I'm not saying they can't. <laughs> what? I'm not saying they can't. You already got major plot points. Snake in the boots. Someone's poisoned the water hole. Yep. 
That's two. It writes itself. It does not write itself. <laughs> um, that was great. No Obviously, it. it's, a, it's a kid's movie, but it was awesome. It had some heart to it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I kind of look, I kind of want that too, Luke, is my point. Like, I do like that. I just think that maybe we should have probably started with that one. Because um, space and action, like, it's a big thing. It's, a, it's you know, it's like, let's face it, it's more epic um, for kids and for the modern day age and for, you know, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, yeah. You mean kids don't like the West? The Wild no, West? no, not many. Jim I mean, that's, a, I think that's, shut up, that's like, uh, I mean, that's almost, I don't want to say universal, right? But that's probably like, you don't have to pull that to know that, right? And like, <laughs> right? So what do you think? Uh, I mean, am I, am I soft base here? Uh, are more people into Western, more kids into cowboys uh, over uh, spaceships or spacesuits? Like, you know, is that like a thing? Hmm. I don't think kids are into anything nowadays except their Fortnites and their Tiki Takis. Yeah, but that's redundant. But, but okay. Yeah, I mean, that's how it feels. Tiki-tacos. But when we were kids, <laughs> we were all into the Nintendos and the, and the Pokemon, right? So who cares? Hey, we're still into Pokemon. You know, you know what I mean, someone. Um, I mean, this movie was kind of fun. I had a blast. I know. It's punny. Uh, blast and off. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. It is both ways. It is worth it because I had, a, I had a lot of fun with it. I don't think uh, I, I don't think it's like a, a high tier and a higher end Pixar film, meaning like like it hits all the feels. It does. It's an emo- emotionally mature film. Not to say that it isn't, but not to the levels of their top 10 or their top five movies, right? Or whatever. So like, I don't think it meets that level, but it's definitely like high metal tier for me, Pixar, um, where like, it's a lot of fun to watch. I can easily see myself rewatching this, um, in the future to have, just to like re-experience the fun stuff in, in it. Um, I do like this, but I was like, yeah, I think Chris Evans does a good job. Like, you know, those are not going to be one of my questions about, you know, Tim Allen being, not around for this one. Um, well, but cancel I, I mean, culture, I guess. That's, that's what people are saying. Yeah, but I think it really works, though, right? It's like, almost, no, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's nearly seamless. It's almost like they had to get a different actor to do the toys, right? It feels like it works in universe. You know what I'm saying? Like, it does. Yeah. and it's a movie voice character. And uh-huh. for all I know, it's based off comic books. So we don't really know like how he actually sounds like. So like, it's kind of fun to play with that because we're watching like a movie in a universe that we don't live in. Right. So it's like, we got a window into Andy's world. And obviously by Andy, I mean like the Pixar world, right. It kind of, it's kind of fun. It's like they're letting you in on some joke yeah, or some little insight. Right. And that's how it feels. I don't know about you guys, but I remember feeling that um, I really love that opening. Or that opening crawl with the words, because uh, I that's I didn't anticipate that kind of <laughs> being the the reason why we're watching this, like watching a movie that Andy saw in theaters. Um, that's really weird. That's like a weird, uh, not weird like bad, like weird like as an unusual kind of thing to do. And um, yeah, I dug it. I dug this movie. Did you say yeah. your thing, Ralph? Or you're not? No, I haven't said it. Uh, I dug it a lot too. I'm not gonna lie. I, uh, I agree with 100 percent with with the whole voice. I had no issue with the voice, and it does make sense. I didn't even think about it until you said it. It does make sense. You would use a different voice for the toys. You would use a different voice, and it's, that's just 
that's just like commonplace, you know, um, that happens nowadays and at, at, in the real world. So like, why wouldn't it make sense, you know? Um, things, so things like that. I don't know. All that shit worked out. I had a, I had a blast uh, as well. Leo liked it. Leo, right? Liked your, liked it. Yeah. Yay, yay. He's nodding his head. He's like, that. you're not talking about Sonic. I don't care. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's normally the case. But um, yeah. Sorry about that ringtone. Um, anyways, it's not my normal time to record. Um, N- none of us. No. I know. So the I uh, I did I did like the, the what's it called the uh, what the movie was like. It was just like this story about Buzz Lightyear that was actually super interesting, and I could see a kid liking it, and uh, it makes sense for like that whole uh, preamble thing with the the text. As to why anybody would get into watching, you know, Buzz Lightyear. Um, I even like the stuff that we'll we'll talk more about in spoilers for the movie. Um, yeah. Connections and things; those are those are pretty cool as well. Uh, yeah. Besides that, I mean, um, well done. I I would say it is around the mid somewhere. I don't know where in the mid tier of Pixar. Yeah. Right. Um, it's almost like, um, I'm trying to think of, uh, like Incredibles maybe, but Incredibles I think is better, but like, and adds a little more, it has a more purpose to it, but, uh, Incredibles also like very action driven, very much like a fun time. It's, uh, it's also self-referential. Oh, I, where, I didn't mean to say the, uh, yeah. the director of this movie is, uh, Angus Mc, uh, McLean. Mm-hmm. McLean. No, not McLean. McLean. Mac- um, he, di- yeah. he co-directed Finding Dory. He, uh, this is his first actual director. Wait, a Pixar demo. director has Pixar training and, 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 and history? Yeah, and then the animating stuff that he did is a ton of shit, which is crazy. I mean, he's done 17 things from Toy Story Tunes 3, while, uh, Wally, um, Pixar Shorts, Ratatouille Cars, uh, Incredibles for the Nemo Monster Inc. These are the big ones, Toy Story 2, Bugs Life. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been around the block. You know, he's been working with them for a while, for a long time. Um, seems since '97. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder how he got this one. Maybe he pitched it and it was like at the right time, kind of thing. Because I know that they planned so many movies in advance too. So, um, and he has done a lot of the like, Toy Story off stuff, like the Toy Story of Terror, which is a TV short. Toy Story Tunes, another short. Yeah, I don't know um, those. <laughs> Hawaiian Vacation. I know the shorts before the movie, which they don't do anymore. They stopped doing that, but um, I, I love that, by the way. I wish they brought that back, but whatever. Um, I know the shorts, like I said, and then the movies, but I don't really know anything about no TV shows. I know they're out there. I just don't know any of them. Um, I think before, before um, because we want to talk about this grand space thing, and uh, there's some fun stuff in it. Not a lot in spoilers, but we're still going to like separate a good chunk of our opinion on the movie from that. Uh, before, though, I want to say, I have this question, and I'm pretty sure the answer is yes, but I'm going to ask it before we get into anything real here. Um, do we think that, um, do we buy, sorry, that a kid like Andy would fall in love with this toy? Like, want to get one right after the movie? Like, I want that toy. I want I think if this movie, year. I think if, I mean, it's so, po- it's so opposite from what he likes a lot, especially mm-hmm. from, like, just seeing Woody, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally the opposite, um, but it's this kind of, I, I don't see why not. I don't see why a kid would It's like the new it. hotness. Yeah. Yeah, is it like Jurassic Park, like, that comes out and everyone's obsessed with dinosaurs for, like, years and decades and shit? Or well, a decade, probably. Yeah. Uh, is it like that, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. 
uh, people going out there and buying like space toys and shit and Legos, like I did <laughs> with the space ISS thing. Um, yeah, totally. I, I preemptively watched Lightyear for that. Um, I, anything else you want to mention or talk about before spoilers? Just uh, just to get the ball rolling on that. Yeah, I'm done for that. Oh, so nothing else to say. Nothing else. Spoilers. Okay. All right, spoilers for uh, Lightyear starting right now. Ah yes, spoilers. Uh, well, so now we know spoiler. who Zerg is. Exactly, Zerg. Come on, like that's that's the big one. That was fun though. It's like a self-contained uh, kind of a kind of like a what's that what's that game that you that we that we bought for each other? Kind of remember then? Um, what's it called? Sorry, yeah. the game that you bought that I borrowed for a long time. We were switching off games. So what's the name of that one? Oh, um, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. <laughs> Shit. It's a PS5 game. It's a PS5 game extraction. No, but Returnal? one word. Returnal. 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 It's like Returnal. It has like Returnal vibes. Obviously, Returnal is hardcore um, and more adult than it seems. But very similar, though. Very, very like the broad strokes are the same. As it also has the same feel. Where like it's like this self-contained sci-fi mystery. Um, like there's some supernatural, not supernatural because that's not correct either, but some sci-fi fuckery that feels supernatural, right? That comes out with this being, it's Buzz Lightyear, that's Zerg. So, I don't know if you guys remember this. And, to, don't, I mean, I don't remember, remember which movie it was, but either Toy Story 3 or 4, I want to say. Um, uh, I, one of the characters, or maybe Andy, is watching... Uh, what do you call it? Um, like one of the, maybe the show about Lightyear, right? Or being a comic book, maybe I don't remember. Um, and at, I remember at the end of it, some at some point in this like retelling of the lore of Lightyear, uh, Zerg says, "I am your father." It's doing a, a Star Wars bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, did they just did they got that from that? Like, did they just like because I they had to have gone back. Right, make sure like what have we shown? What mm-hmm. little clues have we given so we can like, you know, Easter egg it at least because they're really good at that, or or you know, a- any animator is good at that. But anyway, um, or to like you know, mine for real stories to tell. Like, oh man, we can make it about this because Zerk says this in the background in movie three, you know, yeah. and they'd be like, oh man, that's a cool idea. You know, like I can see that almost because it feels like um. It feels like that's what they did. They mined the little details that no one cared about back then, right? No one paid attention to, um, to make this story. And, and I wanted to see what you guys think about that. I mean, I dug it, to be honest with you. No, um, I mean, do you think that could be right? I mean, I, I, no, yeah, that, I think that makes sense. I, the, the way Disney has done things, I thought we were in agreement that it does make sense. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, I think that just the way that Disney and Pixar have done things like this before, with all these, you know, like just add-ons and and callbacks and things from here, things from there, it just makes sense as to why why it wouldn't, you know, like why that doesn't, why that wouldn't make sense that it that it is like that, very much so. Yeah. So, what do you think? Yep. I'm waiting for all the Easter eggs to come out. Yeah. That we missed. I'm sure you can start finding them very soon, like this week or something. Like some TikTok is going to be made right now or YouTube. Yeah, usually Nerdist is pretty good about that one. Yeah. To be honest with you, yeah, I'm surprised they get to it so fast. That's like 
They must have that part of their deal. Maybe they get like a, what do you call it? Like they get, they get the move, a screener, right? Thank you. And then the embargo lives on, on that day. But by then they're, they've already seen it like four times, have made sure with all the, right. You know, so that's why it's so fast. They go frame by frame. Some of them do for real. Yeah. Yeah. You can't hide anything anymore. Uh, Or it's harder. Yeah. That's what I mean. mean. Uh, There's still ways to do it. Just way harder. Um, all right, well, let's talk about some of the voice casting. So, like, uh, Chris Evans, we agree that he's uh, he's a good, like, yeah. I don't want to say replacement, but, like, a good variation on uh, Tim Allen. But uh, what do you think of everyone else? Uh, I know that not everyone's super famous in this movie, obviously. Which um, is like, yeah, like, like, uh, yeah, that's a good cast. I like uh, that. Who, was, who was he again? Uh, remind me. Mo Morrison. He was the guy who kept with the pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can't even uh, look like him, honestly. He kind of act like him. he did. That's it, really yeah. made it was, for him. That was made for him. That yeah. was like his role. Yeah, they, I think uh, they they like him a lot. They obviously dig him a lot. Dude, Disney and, really likes Taika Waititi. It seems I, like I, he, I really do feel that. I think way. it's I really, his accent. I, I think it's no. I really think it's like somebody just goes. Somebody's like somebody. That guy just rubs me the right way, and they're just yeah. like put him in everything we can. Yeah, okay. whoever, like uh, Kevin Feige, maybe, like, maybe he just hits his funny bone all the time. He's like, yeah, I get this guy on more. And, like, literally, he's in everything now. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I don't know who Kiki Palmer is, but if, um, she's uh, uh, Bill Hader? I've seen her before. I just don't remember. Uh, Bill Hader also in the movie. Uh, I'm trying to remember. The, no, what the one Roth mentioned. I think um, she's a comedian also or something. I've seen her. I know I've seen her too before. Yeah. I just don't remember either. Um, she's born in Harvey, though. Illinois. Just right around. Uh, wow. Ephraim, uh, um, oh, yeah. the, the guy from Napoleon Dynamite? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, James Brolin, just letting you know, that's who uh, uh, Chris Evans grows up to be. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't do both parts. Nah, man, that's he's too gravelly for the young one. Right? It wouldn't feel right. No, yeah, you're right. It wouldn't. It you wouldn't know, and even though, like, uh, even though Zerg has mechanical voice, like you don't think he's a human under there, right? Necessarily, um, like you think, like oh, why didn't why didn't they just use Chris Evans' voice? But like, no, I think changing is good because it really shows the passage of time. Like, um, I don't know how much a really apart James Brolin is to Chris Evans, but they feel like they're a huge time apart. Between, you know, yeah. it feels like like uh, the right amount of time. <laughs> I don't know. I could be way off though. Uh, Chris uh, James Brolin is eighty-one. James Brolin? Mm-hmm. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Yes, yes. he is. Damn. And yeah. Chris Evans is forty-one. Okay. Oh, half, damn, half his age. Damn. Okay. All right. Um, we also have Isaiah Washington. Uh, Isaiah Whitlock. Sorry. Commander Burnside uh, from The Wire, of course, and Spike Lee movies. Um, Never seen him. Bill Hader, though, I feel like he got he was like one character, and he was just in the beginning, right? I think that's it. Yeah, that's very that was strange. Yeah, seeing that uh, not strange in a, in a bad way or anything, just strange as in for such a big actor, I'm surprised he didn't have a bigger one. Um, again, he's a, he's probably one of those people like I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, probably. Peter Stone. I've never seen Peter Stone, which is the voice of Socks. Song. Oh, I love Socks. Yeah. Um, but you he's know, done a bunch of voices for that for Disney stuff. Literally Disney everything. Yeah. He's Emil from Ratatouille. Uh, Emil is the brother. 
I don't know who Emil is. Is that the main chef character? I, I haven't know. seen that movie in a hot minute. I mean, it's been a minute for me. I've seen it like three times, yeah, but I don't remember all the characters. Emil, I, I just don't know. I just remember Remy. That's it. That's I think really. it is the brother, yeah. I just remember one girl. Um, I'm like, is it the rat brother? Anyway. Um, no, uh, you know, it's uh, true to Disney fashion, too. They do the, like, everything in this movie. I mean, not everything. I'm exaggerating. I was like, but there's some things in this movie that are very much like a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and some that are not. For example, there's no love story at all. Uh, there's, I mean, now for him. I mean, they, they, it's like they almost put one in there, right? They almost, right. They, they almost did, and then yeah. you're just like, yeah, no, that's not what's going on. Also, that scene I, that they took out, or what country was it that they didn't want Saudi Arabia or something like that? They didn't want their, they didn't want this movie to be played because of that reason, right? The one scene with the, the, you um, mean, you mean, Hawthorne, the... Hawthorne kissing his, her wife? Yeah, yeah, the lesbian thing, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, okay. Like it's so not. Not even they couldn't. They didn't want to air it or yeah. show it in there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're forward thinkers. They, they are. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's like a losing battle. Why even say that? It's just, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but it was just like, is that even? I don't know. It just yeah, felt yeah. nothing unnatural about it. it hmm. Perfectly fine. Yeah, I was like, um, I, I was hoping once I, I noticed that, once I noticed that that uh, they were doing that. By the way, that that montage was like the best part of the movie. Uh, not the, the best part. Montage? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was great. That was like the. It wasn't like as as powerful as like the you know the opening to up or other uh, montage scenes in, in all of Pixar, because the again the emotional heft is not what this movie is about. Not that it doesn't have any. It's just not like it's not about that. Uh, it's it's fun time. It's an adventure, um, and it's about Lightyear as a toy character, or as a yeah. character that turns into a toy. Um, it's almost like we, we're seeing that psychosis, like that psychosis of Buzz Lightyear, the character from Toy Story, but his father, you know, right. or not even that, his grandfather. It's like we're seeing, like we can see where the beginnings of a Buzz Lightyear toy would be this annoying, all the narrating, all this shit. Like we're seeing like some of that, right? But like on a totally different character that we don't know anything about until we see this movie, right? So it's like a weird genealogical thing again it doesn't make any sense uh, i mean it's not genealogical it just feels like it is um but that montage man it was so much fun it was like once uh, once i did the first time like oh, i'm gonna go back you know the cat convinces him to not give up and to go back and try again and tries again like a thousand times and i'm like oh man that is so cool that is a cool idea to skip time and like be even Potentially more alone in the universe as he, as the the planet is growing right in right. human population and technology and size, like but like you're getting more and more isolated. Um, again, it's it's that's just one of the things going on in there, but it's so much fun. Um, yeah. yeah, you guys feel. Uh, I mean, I mean, I've, I'm not making fun of the movie, obviously, but uh, I, I've been saying already like a bunch of times that uh, the movie doesn't have the same emotional. Uh, weights that other Pixar movies do. Do you guys agree with that, or do you guys feel like it was similar in some scenes? And if so, which one? No, I don't think it carried the same weight. But it, it, the most emotional thing was, I think, just the whole everyone's getting older, having lives, and he's just stuck doing this, you know, four minute loop and losing four years. You know, yeah, but I would say that's the closest to like the up thing, also, like you said. Um, and then it's besides, really, besides that, it's. Um, it just sticks to more of, uh, I guess, finding out that you can't do everything yourself. That's about it. But that's 
that would be more of a Toy Story thing as well, where like mm-hmm. he is relying and more of a Buzz Lightyear specific person also, because that that is Buzz Lightyear slash Woody um, mirroring thing where Woody wants to save everything. And he's Buzz is trying to offer help, you know, and things yeah. like that from from the old movie. So that's a, a callback to that as well. But besides yeah. that, really, there's I don't really see anything anything else that would be too much. Um, yes, connections. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there are, but no, yeah. Uh, but I will yeah. say, um, IMDb's kind of rough on the rating on this one. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. IMDb five out of ten. You mean the user rating, right? Uh, no, IMDb rating. Oh, yeah, okay. so I guess it is user rating. I don't know. I actually don't know. <laughs> I think um, it is. I'm more of a Rotten Tomatoes kind of guy. Right. I mean, I don't I never really listen to them. Yeah. I don't I'm know, curious because they usually look at IMDb and I'm like, oh, I see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, don't know. Yeah, I don't know how people are taking this movie. It just came out. This is day one, ten, day two, I guess. Right, but uh, day yeah, day two, day three, if you count Thursday night. Um, seventy-seven on Russian Tomatoes. Okay, I think that's that's fine. I mean, if it was eighty, I'd be happier, but that's fine. That's fine. That's a positive outlook. Um, I was gonna say about that. Oh yeah. Um. Now, this movie also didn't have to adhere to a strict, you know, a strict uh, sequel protocol. So, I, I, let me explain and then I'll ask you guys what you guys think. Um, for example, like, we didn't get to see the origins of everything everything that the toy says when you press the button on the voice action figure part, right? Right. We didn't get, like everything about the little laser thing that he's constantly doing in the first movie, right? The little laser point. And then, um, and there's something else that I, I noticed too. Um, uh, while watching the movie, I'm like, Oh, I want, I hope I wonder if they're going to explain like why he does this all the time or well, something. I, I don't remember what it was, some characteristic. And they didn't, and my point is they didn't explain it. What do you guys feel about the movie? Not having to not feeling like it has to do that. Or would you guys have preferred a stricter, under like like a no. one to one ratio, like no, you know, I I dug I dug the fact that he's basically the same person with the Star Command, uh, the Captain's Log or whatever. I mean, that's the biggest one. For that's sure. the biggest one. But it's funny because he's just like he, it's like ingrained for him. It's like he has nobody to talk to, but everyone's like so, there's always somebody there. for He's him like to a talk loud to. thinker. Yeah, and that's just so. how he does it. Like, and it's just like that's how that's just how his brain works. It's not right. a deal. Yeah, and it's I mean I like that they make fun of him for it. That's that's cool. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't need anything else. I the only thing I did actually I didn't like the movie was uh, I don't ex- get the explanation for the rest of the buttons. I only got one button. Yeah, one out of three, and there's other little things I'm sure. Right. Um, you're right. You're right. Did so, that bother you? It's for the sequel. It's for the sequel. Well, okay, that was going to be another question. But before I get to that one, uh, Luke, what did you think? Did it bother you? Did you? Would you have preferred a more of a like a tighter thing about explaining like um, nearly everything there is to know about Buzz Lightyear, no. the toy and stuff. No, like. it's a child's play thing. What? <laughs> nice. That was actually well used. Um, yeah, that was good. I like that. Um, okay, well, I'm just saying because I mean, there's a lot of enjoyment in getting to know, like seeing, like, oh, that's why he voice says this, you know, this mm-hmm. voice line. That's kind of like I can see both ways. My point. Um, I'm a happy. I'm, I'm a happy camper for the movie as it is. Um, but I also would have loved that too. Um, not that I had to. If anything, um, they probably wanted to provide some mystery. Like that's why the cat is never a thing that we know. Yeah. For example, do you think in this universe in Andy's world 
there are sequels to Lightyear? And if so, probably are we going to see any of that? Do you guys want to see a Lightyear sequel? Anything I mean, like that. Yeah, I don't know. Would you guys see that? I guess. I mean, I would. I would see it. Yeah, but I don't know what they can do with it. That's the question. So, with um, who the, the franchise? With like the Lightyear, with, 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 with a the sequel. sequel. Yeah. Oh, I mean. Did you guys stay after the credits to see the third post-credit scene? No, I only saw the one. I didn't stay. Yeah, uh, there's three post-credit scenes, and then I, the I didn't think they one. would. I think they. I think uh, I didn't think they would marvel it. But yeah, they did. They did. They did okay. three scenes. Okay, you saw the bug made. zap, right? Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Okay, so what was after that? That was great. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so after that, there was another one where that robot uh, Derek, who was explaining how to get to the place. Is still explaining how to get to the place. He's all like, "Hey, if you want to take a scenic route, go here and then go here." And he realizes everyone left. Oh and- my god! Okay, <laughs> wait. What does that have to do with a sequel? You think they will? And then the third—that's the second. Okay. Then the third one after the credits, after the Pixar logo and everything. Uh huh. It's Zerg floating in space. He's still alive, and he like he like activates again. Oh wow! Okay, that is um. I didn't think a. I didn't think they would do that. Otherwise, I would have stayed. Um, but B, you know, I was act. I was just. I was asking in a way that I was like, I never. I never really expected one. Like, I don't think it's a great idea to make a sequel. I don't think so either. To be completely honest with you, you know, um, I don't think there's enough there. But you know what? We can get a TV show. That yeah, right. That could make, that could, that could, could be, be a fun canceled thing. all over again. What was there one already? Apparently there was, and apparently Disney doesn't even have the rights to it. Hmm. Well, so it's like a Pixar thing, or is it? Something I, don't, I don't know who owns it. Somebody. Wait, there was a show. Apparently, what I was saying. Uh, it's the first time hearing of it for sure, but I, I don't think I would know it anyway because I guess it would be geared for kids, right, or whatever. It's like when I found out there's a Lilo and Stitch show, but it's like really for kids. <laughs> um, oh yeah, Buzz Lightyear Star Command four seasons. Oh, wait, for real? Yeah. <laughs> I came out in 2000. Oh, wow. Wow. So is it the same the premise? Fuck? Is it like... There's no oh, Disney, it... there's no nothing around it. It's like they let somebody use the license of Buzz Lightyear, you know? Mm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, um, that was between movies one and two, right? Or was that after two? Because I know the first one came out in 95, thereabouts. Yeah, it would be between, I guess. It was... Produced by Walt Disney and Pixar. Hmm. That was a joint project, too, because they didn't own Pixar back then. <laughs> so, 62 episodes, 65 when counted using... There's a pilot movie that split into... Oh, shit. Years. There's a good chance that they mined a lot of information from that. They could have. It could have been, I'm saying. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I really don't. I, all my questions are, are, are void now. I feel like because I don't. I don't know. I, now I know there's origins to all this. I didn't, or potential origins, or like uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, source material to go back on. Right? Like I didn't know. I thought they were just doing it from the <laughs> Toy Story movies. I didn't well, know. That. We got 65 episodes to watch. Let's get cracking. I'm not cracking. We need to you know the whole lore of life. Watch it for me. <laughs> I would have. Uh, we call it Leo. Do it, and then have us have him report to us. Um, <laughs> that'd be funny. Again, now I'm imagining Leo reporting to us. Um, what, what, what do you think of the the sci-fi concept? Do you, I mean, I'm not saying like we have to, you know, Twilight Zone it up, but like, um, I felt like it was um, like 
it was barely enough for like it wasn't. I don't, know, I don't have to ask too many questions. Yeah, like, no, they did a great job of just right. putting stuff in there and not having to ask answer questions. You're just in an established world. Yes, this is the issue. They're really good you at establishing like uh, foreign technology and stuff like that, like foreign concepts, just like right. in the almost like in like the background, Wally. and you just like figure it out. Like, you just figure I, it out. I did they get a job with Wally as well, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this one too. The the cat's OP, by the way. The cat has like so many things. Yeah, that was actually going to be a problem question for me. But yeah. Um. So yeah, I it just ended up being good fun, like funny moments. That's what ended up working out. It was so it was funny enough to watch that it didn't bother me that you have a flamethrower or a torch or whatever. Or you can also hack into things. Um, right. Yeah, it seems like uh, that cat is. Is OP. I mean, he, I thought he was just like a therapy cat. Uh, I, I thought I mean, so too, but after a, by the end of the movie, I understood why they want to decommission it, though, because he seems like OP. Who wants? No, no one should have this kind of power, right? He knows all the things, right? It's like having right. a pet bazooka. It's why would you have this? <laughs> um, it's not like that, but it feels right. Um, but it does, yeah. Right. But also, like, and it kind of makes you wonder, like, why doesn't everyone have it if it's so cool to have everyone? You know, like, it seems like a little bit of both. But no one has it but Lightyear, you know? Right. Um, but the cat's, like, also my favorite character. That's, like, you know, my favorite character to to have fun with. Because uh, th- this movie, like Disney movies, that, you know, I was saying before, it doesn't have a love interest. But it does have the animal companion. That's very common with Disney movies, right? The The animal best friend. Well, just the best friend. Uh, usually an animal, and with the princesses in Disney movies, it usually isn't some animal, and they don't always talk or anything. But in this case, it's like a, this is like a, a um, not I won't say a reversal, but like when you know it builds on that, like yeah, it happens to be a cat looking robot. That's really the that's the assistant. Right? That's the that's the friend, the emotional support animal <clears throat> is a, a you metabolism. got a friend in him. Yes. I was wondering how long until someone mentions that. Okay. <laughs> um, but I like that. Like, not reversal, like I said, but like that little twist on, on using that. That was great. But yeah, uh, yeah, the cat is uh, OP, and it is to the point where it makes the movie, I don't want to say unwatchable. I'm not going to say anything like that, but it does make it problematic because it seems like they could just get out of any solution. Um, I mean, the cat, it, it took him, like, what, 60-some years to get that equation down, though? I mean, that, I believe, that I was able to buy. 100%. I'm fine with that. It's just saying, like, many times, like, he's a yeah. surprising, like, oh, I can do this. You know, like, oh, there's this. He was just, like, he's, like, regurgitating what you think is a hairball, and it's, like, fire, like a torch. I'm like, I mean, he's had 60 years to develop his technology. He's, like, though. BB, he doesn't develop shit. He's a cat. I mean, how much? You, need, you can't grow he's in there. You know he doesn't updates. grow in there. No, that's not how this works. Yes, <laughs> yeah. He's growing circuit boards in there and mach- and and complex machinery. He has fuel in there. He always had fuel in there to have a torch. I got know. Yeah, you know. um, he's like BB-8, but like we knew BB-8 had shit in it, not just cat. You know, it's different. Um, I feel like it was contrived or whatever. It was dumb. Um, but it's saying so much fun to watch that I was like, yeah, okay, I'm fine with it. Whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, let's talk about Hawthorne too. Like, what do we think about her arc and stuff like that? Uh, the the grandchild of Hawthorne of the ma- of the first character. 
Uh, I dug it. I mean, I dug the whole... What's it called? Um, I dug Hawthorne as a character to help out Lightyear. Like, it was a good, like, uh, sidekick. Not sidekick, but, like, partner. Um, I thought she was a cool partner. And then the granddaughter was... It made sense, because if it was the, the son... Because the son had, a, had his own thing, right? Mm-hmm. We saw the son grow up and become part of the... I don't know, Rangers, but part of just military. Or whatever Star Command? Want. Star Command, there you go. Yeah. Star Command. And then the granddaughter made more sense about, oh, I found the stories of my grandmother, you know, kind of stuff. And that was cool to see in that aspect. Um, yeah, it has that, like, appreciation of history, appreciation of, like, it does. what it came before feels, you, right? Right. It feels, it feels way more, like, I feel like, you know, the kids don't appreciate more of the, they, you appreciate more of the grandparents than you do the, the, the parents in a weird way. Also, you try to learn more of your roots or your yeah. history and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, th- I thought that worked out a lot for me. Well, um, plus, she, she was a ranger and I, at that time, they, they don't exist. They don't exist anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yep. I like that too. Um, and ultimately, you know, uh, light years. Initial, you know, initial, I don't want to say lesson, um, because uh, Pixar, especially Pixar, not just, not just Pixar, but especially uh, this company, they, they've, uh, they had this thing where like, they always introduce like the main conflict, right? Within the main character, right? Uh, in the like opening, in the, beginning? in the first act, yeah. right? And, and that, that'll be like the, the journey of the personal growth journey. By the end, it'll be solving that in some fashion, and that's been so traditional for movies. I mean, it still is very traditional for a lot of movies, but like in Pixar, they managed to subvert this a little bit by adding more to it and finding out the real core of something like that. And so, where solving that isn't no, it's no longer the main thing to worry about about this characters like emotional core or principles or moral core or whatever it is. Um, it is to it is to do that and that these other things that are equally, if not more important. In his case, like his worry about failure and stuff like that, which is the not the lesson I thought he was going to get. I thought it would be more about teamwork or something. You know that he can't. I thought he was like a show off, almost like a showboat, um, or like oh, not even like that exactly. But like he is so he's so gung ho and confident within himself that he has no confidence in anyone else. Yeah. Um, right. You have those, but like it, it does tap into that in the movie, but like, it's not about those. Really. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. like, I felt like that's what they were going to go with as well, but they, but they don't go that route. And it's, yeah, I, thought, I don't know. It was weird. Like, the movie did a good job of just, I guess, changing it up, you know, of, uh, of what I would feel like it was a change up for me. I don't know. Cause I thought the same thing or I thought similar yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. I like that though. I like their how they just Great do it a little differently now. Uh, what do you think, Luke? Did you buy that? Yeah. Okay, that's good. But they they did drive it home a little too hard sometimes. Yeah, that no, that they do. I they, get it. I get it. They make I feel mistakes. Like, uh, I feel like they they watch. I'm thirty uh, something. I know this. <laughs> sure, the kid next to me, you know, spilling popcorn on the seat. He knows it too. <laughs> Did you have a bad time in the theater? Uh, no, was, uh, I made a little gripe about it on my Twitter, but after I left the movie, like the theater was trashed from all these shit families just leaving everything behind. It was ho- it was horrendous. Yeah, I had a bad. I'm so used to that. I'm so used to that that uh, I'm like, yeah, I guess. 
Huh. It's like, what kind of examples are you setting for your children, you fucking lazy slobs? Well, they're creating more... Like, yeah, I'm they... not expecting you to pick up the fucking popcorn kernels, you know? But take your goddamn bucket and fucking drink up and toss it out. Yeah, well, well, uh, what was your experience off? Was it as bad? Oh, there's a, the family left, like, midway through the movie. Oh, you, and... you guys watch this together, right? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. a, family, a family left midway through my movie theater, mm. and uh, literally, bucket, soda was still there, and popcorn all over the floor. Right. And I was like, oh, fantastic, guys. You guys are a great job over here. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, I see it all the time. It never, never, it's never going to stop. That'll always be a thing. People will always treat a public place like that as their fucking living room, I guess. I don't know. Um, that'll always be a truism. When I saw it, it wasn't, uh, it was like, uh, it wasn't as packed as I thought it would be. Honestly, I really, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but I guess I expected more people. Uh, or maybe it was like because it was a kids movie. I don't know. Mine was pretty packed. I was like a, like a nine twenty showing. Hmm. I was at ten thirty. Yeah, hmm. it was not. This was last night. I was at eight thirty, and mine was decent. Yeah, maybe it's the the hour. It must be the hour um, because it was not that packed at all. Um, it was like less than half. I would say. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of empty seats. Uh, okay. Um, moving on. Let me try to think. I love the sci-fi concept. It feels like I said Returnal. It feels like a Twilight Zone episode. Finding out that it's him. Did we like that reveal? Um, like I didn't even know there was an NBA reveal. Honestly, I really didn't. But mm-hmm. it's cool how they really made that personal. Um, I liked it. I didn't like it at the same time. Like I liked it, but then I was just like, okay. Like I liked um, it in a sense where like I don't want to see any more sequels because they might ruin the magic of this reveal. Yeah, that's. I guess right. that's where. Yeah, that's where I fall into. It. It's weird. I liked it, but I for the for just this encapsulating this. That's it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? I guess I would just. Meh. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe it is the magic. I don't know. Yeah, and also like um, any sequel that come from this will feel like will feel like uh, like a car sequel. Like they just want money. Assuming this is a hit, I don't even know if it's gonna be a hit. Um, Right, we'll see. But I feel like they told their story. I don't think we need to go back to this well, you know? Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, I can't imagine. Um, I think that's roughly... I mean, I'm sure there's more stuff to mention to talk about. Like, I'm, I, th- I think I'm good, though. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about or, ta- or mention? Or something about the ending or, like... I mean, I mean, what do you guys think about the, that? Like, not, you know, not... Uh, worried about leaving anymore for so, so for generations at that point like staying there on this planet as like earth 2 or whatever like what do you guys think about that as as like a way to proceed like that's what let you he's legendary for that you know i love watching stuff like this because it makes me laugh about um it's like humankind now would never do that we would get into too many arguments about like, well, I don't want to be part of the military or whatever we're doing. I want to do my own thing. Blah 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 blah. And we would never mission, be mission successful, you know, or not mission successful. We would we would we wouldn't be able to expand as much. But then thinking about these guys who all wins, and they were like, oh well, now we just have to do the better of just living and then making their own life about it. It's because like it's like the better of humankind, I guess, like them being able to work with each other and work together and just put a, put aside everything differences that needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I always, I always like watching stuff like that because I'm just like, I know that's nothing that would happen nowadays, but that's like in a different future, like a Star Trek kind of future, where they're like, listen, guys, we already got away from 
we're already better, like human people. Like you know, we don't have as many issues like this. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you guys are just working to, to to continue to be better, not get to where you are. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I, I, it, uh, as a very good timing, I'm reading this, uh, sci-fi book, um, uh, much more adult where it's as similar things going on where like, um, humanity or, or humanity on earth has uh-huh. long collapsed. Like it's been fucked. You can't live there anymore. So, um, you know, there is, uh, uh, not a faction, but like a human, a few human places have gone out and either destroyed or have commandeered other settlements like moons or planets that they've terraformed um, as their own. Or they were in the middle of terraforming before they got killed by something, usually each other, uh, except for this one, this one perfect green planet that they terraform and it's perfect in there. But the thing is, is that the, you know, the technology of this time has uh, sealed it shut basically from anyone else so you the, you the the story really begins like a two millennia after that and there's this uh a ship of a huge ship of like um what do you call it like uh, the last remnants of humanity but they're so far removed from the flat from that last era that they are so different they don't even consider themselves part of the same thing you know they're the same species but they don't feel like they don't feel any kinship to them. And there's like a lot of like separational stuff. There's some warring between things. They're using ship as a country. It's really messed up. And it feels like everything you're saying that you like you think would happen if this was here or today is happening in this book. And it could be happening in light year, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we all think that we're all going to just fuck up the earth and. No, no. I mean, where where were you heading there? It's already yeah. It's, it's, that's a moot point now. Right. It's a, exactly. It's a moot <laughs> point now. We're looking for different planets to fuck up though. Yeah. Um, he was looking at you, Mars. Looking <laughs> at you, Mars. Yeah. I'll take a shot for that one. Yeah. Bogard says that. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Humphrey. Um, right. All right. We, anything- got, we got who you meant. Yeah. You didn't yeah. Have to say the Humphrey. <laughs> well, just for for someone out there. Um, anything else in the movie? No, man, it's a fun movie to take your kid to, for sure, a thousand percent. For sure. Um, Luke, you good? Yeah, I got nothing else. And I have no or, kids. And by a kid, I mean your inner child. This yes, the inner child in me was satisfied. There you go. Oh, actually, I had none of that. I didn't feel any nostalgia about any no, of that. No, no, no. I didn't say nostalgia. No, I didn't say nostalgia. I said inner child. Just yeah, your... I, I was going to say Anne, and also I did not feel um, any Well, it was because you died inside it. Yeah, well, then, okay, fine. I, I mean, I can admit that that's your answer, but like, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I just didn't feel like, well, it was like a fun sci-fi story. Oh, I will say, I, I did More dig, uh, the, thing. I did yeah. dig the planet, the vines just coming out of nowhere, and I love that, just like, that joke, the running joke of the vines just coming up for somebody, and no one noticing it halfway that the vines are coming for somebody. They would just pull them. Oh, yeah, so, uh, that was great. I remember even the last time when, <laughs> last time he comes back, Right before the story really kicks in, is yeah. that the vines are still? How is how are the vines still a problem? We haven't fixed that problem yet. It feels no, like all just, these years. Deal with it. Space laser. No, it feels like everyone's too comfortable with the fucking vines trying to eat everyone. <laughs> how is it not killing all the children all the right. time? Right, like getting yeah, you yeah. teach them young. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, uh, that's it for Lightyear. Our review for Lightyear. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna review our second film of the evening. Which is what? 
Puff. I'm sorry? On Ash Review? Crimes of the Future. (laughs) Tomorrow. Well, Crimes of the Future, yes. Well, I was supposed to say he picked the movies. That's why I said that. Yeah, my Um, Anyway, no big deal. Uh, Crimes of the Future. Anyway, stay with us. Humans adapt to a synthetic environment with new transformations and mutations. With his partner, Caprice Saul Tesner, celebrity performance artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in an avant-garde performance. This is Crimes of the Future, written and directed by David Cronenberg, starring uh, Leia Sadu, Sadoi. <laughs> Sadoi. No, Sadoy. yeah, nailed it. You nailed it. Uh, thank you. Kristen Stewart. Uh, his favorite actor, Viggo Mortensen. Aragorn, um, son of Aragorn. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Scott Friedman. By the way, whitest name ever. Uh, those are the big ones, I would say, that we all know. But um, I'll also say it's Maya Beattie, uh, or Beatty, Beatty, and then uh, Lee Karolski. Anyways, uh, that's the girl with the face things. Um, I want to start this one with, I want to start with Luke, but we're not going to. I'm going to start with me. Um, I, I don't know. Crimes of the Future. This is um, uh-huh. probably the... I think me and Luke looked at each other when we saw it. We were like, this is so Cronenberg. It's, it's unreal. Um, and I know my wife, about 15 minutes in, was like, what in the fuck am I watching? And I was like, oh, was by it, the way, that's her, the it's, her, it's her first Cronenberg movie. No. <laughs> yes, yes. See, not, she, not, not even like saying, a history of violence? Are you saying um, your wife broke her Cronenberg cherry on this movie? I want to say she might have seen a history of violence, but I can't say for sure. This is her first Cronenberg movie with me, anyway. Like hmm. I've never seen anything with her like, like that. I can remember. Eastern Promises. I've never seen Eastern Promises actually. So. Cosmop. Oh, really? Cosmopolis. Right. Uh, she might have seen Cosmopolis with me. I'm not too sure, but I don't think so. Yeah, I think yeah. you would like Eastern Promises, though, Rob. You should. I'm Naked pretty sure lunch? I, pretty, I know she hasn't seen Naked Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> she Anyways. mentioned it to him every day. She, I think she would, yeah. So, anyways, she was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" And then, at the especially when we were driving home, I asked her, uh, "Some book?" Or I asked her, "What did you think?" Well, you never told me, like you know, because uh, me and Luke were talking about it. Yeah, and uh, she was like, "I just don't get the point of the chairs. Like, what was going on?" And I was like, "It's the future. You need help to eat. A chair helps you. It's not so difficult, <laughs> right?" And I was like, and then she just looked at me like. It helps with that. How did, how did you understand? Like she's like looking at me, like you understood this movie, and I was like, <laughs> "You did And I was like, well, "Let's start out to understand." And so, so my takeaway was actually this is the first I would say twenty, maybe thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. I was a, not a little lost, but I was just like just taking it in because obviously we're just knee deep in a world, right? Yeah. And uh, then once I kind of start figuring it out, um, obviously you're still learning more things. Um, you're like, oh, okay. And then it kind of just became very much like, especially like around 45 minutes in, I was like, oh, wow, I felt really comfortable in the world. And it didn't feel so, I guess, so strange. Mm-hmm. It felt normal. And I don't know, this is like the first Cronenberg movie I can say that. Uh, that's like out there, obviously. Like, uh, History of Violence is one of those movies where it's, you know, it's kind of tame for itself already. So, but I mean, like, these out there movies, right? Yeah. Um, like scanners and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Naked Lunch for sure is one of them. And um, and I just... I can think of two things wrong with that title. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Homer. Um, 
So I, I, uh, I felt like I liked the world, and I others, and I actually like a lot what it's saying. To be brutally honest with you, um, uh, it's super trippy, and my wife did like a lot of that weird shit going on because, of course, fucking artsy shit. Um, but not like all of it. But anyways, and uh, and watching it, I was like, okay, I can see where we are, but at the same time, I was just like, it did. So, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, I like the premise and I like what it was doing, but it's just the way I guess it went around it, and I guess the type of movie it was. Like, oh, it's like a weird. I can't even begin to. I don't even know how to classify this besides horror sci-fi. I guess not even horror. It's body like, horror. It's like body horror, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's like it's it's a horror movie where no character is in a horror movie. Right. It's so it's so <laughs> trippy. Yeah. And. I don't know. The movie is like, uh, I, I said, like, it's, it's hard to, it's definitely hard to explain to anybody to even watch. Like I told some, I told somebody I watched this movie and they were like, yeah, Oh, hard to explain. What, what you, and I was like, it's David Cronenberg. I go, have you ever, if you've ever seen anything or heard of David Cronenberg, yeah. it's just, that's all you need to know. Like, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I had, it's to use, hard. I had to literally reference that Rick and Morty episode. They Cronenberg themselves to oh, help yeah. people understand what I'm talking about. This movie. <laughs> Uh, I use that reference at work. I'm like, ah, uh, do you remember that one? You know, I'll be like, right, yeah, yeah. But besides that, um, I I dug the pro- I dug what the movie was trying to say. I guess overall, mm-hmm. um, or like that route, that was cool, and it reminded me a lot of existence, which David Cronin. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> go figure. Uh, movie reminds me of himself. So awesome. Yeah, um, that's my little take on it. Um, Oscar, what did you what did you think of the movie? Uh, well, Luke, do you have something about this movie? Your hands up. What do you, what do you want from me? His hands been up for like the whole time. The whole time. Oh, okay. Well, I have to, the, the oh, one time I, I looked. I'm sorry, guys. You all fucking blame me for never looking. The sorry. one fucking time. Um, Great job, Luke. This movie. <laughs> uh, this movie, and uh, here's the thing: is that the following sentence is like maybe this movie's great, <laughs> and the reason I say maybe is because is it because I missed Cronenberg? I, dude, I don't or know. is it actually, you know, as I just, I just, I don't know, man. This, it's weird because it's like the first movie that's out there, I would say, that yeah. I understood so much. We haven't about, seen like, him at this, working at this capacity <laughs> since uh, Existence, which is like a early 2000s or 1999. Existence? 1999. 99, right? Yeah, 1989. Oh, I thought said 89. Dude, it sounds like you're saying 89. It sounds like you're saying 89. It still sounds like you're saying 89. Yeah. Like the 1999. Time. There you go. <laughs> it's just um, the way you said it. Back in 1992. <laughs> there you go. Um, it feels like it's been that long since I... I'm getting wrong. I love his Eastern Promises. I love Cosmopolis. Uh, that's a weird one for sure, but it's not weird like his usual fanfare, you know? Um, but yeah, I guess I, it's been a while, and I, I missed the guy. I just, I miss the guy. Um, he has a lot to say. He's very opinionated, as you can tell from all his, all his movies, uh, maybe except one. Um, even the stuff he's adapted, like he's always has this streak of um, trying to say something about the world. And this one's no different whatsoever. It's, in fact, it's one's one of his most, uh, one of his most blunt uh, versions of that. I right? Th- I would say so too. Yeah. yeah, you know that thing you were saying, how you were, um, you were more comfortable in the world as the movie progressed. Yeah. yeah, he makes you feel like this world is you, you get used to the world. Like you get used to yeah. all the insanity. Uh, what looks insanity in the beginning? I, I kind of felt tripped tripped out by that because yeah. I don't think that's what he does normally. 
No, I, I think he does do that. I think if you look back at his other movies, uh, some of them. I, yeah. yeah. Some I don't know. I, I thought the same yeah. thing. I, I, I thought when I was watching the movie, I thought I felt like I was like, have I just like finally clicked? Right. Like it yeah. just kind of like shit just finally put together like really easy, like a puzzle piece. Yeah. Um, like that I've been rotating this whole time. Yeah. And or is it or is it I have to go back and watch this other movie? I just don't know. Yeah. But, but you're saying, yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, not obviously not all of them because some of, a lot of them are like fish out of water kind of things. Like the fly, it's all discovering up to the end, and then like dead zone also. Like it's very much like he's uncovering what's going on with himself and yeah. along the way. Same thing with scanners, which is but it's more anti-governmental stuff going on, of being a superhero spy or something. But um, movies like Existence, Cosmopolis for sure fit in this category. De- uh, Naked Lunch also. Videodrome. Videodrome also a good one. Like you get used to the world, you get you're in there. Uh, I wouldn't say scanner so much, but maybe. Yeah, it's um, still uh, No, no, I'm saying as no, far no, as like no, his world building, as... like you get used to and comfortable into his yeah. world. Like he makes, he establishes well enough uh, to sometimes very detailed, <laughs> and uh, and you just get used to it. It's not just comfortable. Like you just like this is the way it is. Uh, yeah. you know, and uh, he's very good at that. He still hasn't lost that touch. And in this movie, um, yeah, I you know. <sighs> I feel like I have, a, I, mean, I have opinions on what he's trying to say about what's going on in this in the world. We'll, we'll get into spoilers, but like this movie is, I think at the very least, very good, if not great. And I think um, more, more, more viewings of it will probably make cement that better. Um, I love discovering what things were for as the movie progressed. Sometimes they explain it. Most other times they don't. Uh, I love how this is a future where it's very nearly apocalyptic. It's, right. um, you know, everyone says, you know, a lot of people say, especially old timers. Yes, I know Luke and to joke here um, about like how the state of everything is getting worse. Right. Like, uh, you know, everyone's more cynical. Everything is more bombastic or stupid everything is or exaggerated. Hey. This is like an actual future where, like, yeah, this is actually worse. Like, it keeps getting worse. Like, it feels like this is how it would be if it felt worse um, from whatever point we're in today or whatever. Or in maybe Cronenberg's case, or whatever point he was on in his heyday of the 80s and 70s. Um, it feels like a progression to that. Like, I, is he that cynical? I think so. I think he's a little cynical for sure. Um, I don't think he has a, a lot of lofty opinions of how the world really works. And I think he shows it in his movies. You know, he's kind of he's kind of a cold-hearted bastard sometimes. Um, again, all earnestly, yeah, I completely understand. But still, anyway, um, yeah, I really like the movie. Um, I have a lot to say. I really like the Leah Sedu. I really like the um, Vigo. I think he's doing a very particular performance. He kind of reminds me, um, like a subdued version of his usual stuff. Like he's always feeling, you know. In this movie, it it uh, it has this notion of, or has this future where like people, the grand majority of people, can't feel anything, right? Um, except him. He's one of the few that does, and like how he looks as a human, which is our normal. He's at, you know, like he senses things the way we normally do. He's he's like an alien in this world where no one else feels anything. So when we see the things that we see, it automatically makes you like it. It automatically make, it gives those scenes more weight in a very weird way that's hard to explain. 
but like I, I found it very like interesting. <coughs> not, I don't want to say enjoyable, but interesting. <laughs> enjoyable yeah. is a different word. I don't have any of the kinks that's going on in this movie, but uh, but I can see people that do though. Anyway, uh, Luke, what do you think? Fucking weird. Yeah, and this definitely. movie was balls out weird, but I loved it. You don't say. Yeah. No. Um, is this his first movie with uh, Kristen Stewart? I think so. Yeah, I was uh, like, oh, he got both uh, of the Twilight uh, kids into better movies. Probably. Yeah. 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 But no, um, really good. It's funny because when I looked up the right before we saw this movie, I looked up like, "Oh, Crimes of the Future." Let me just Google it real fast, and I saw that a bunch of people walked out during the screening at uh, Cannes or Cannes. I don't know the French thing. Yeah, Cannes. Can. Yeah. Probably Cannes. Can. I don't know. Somebody walked out of our theater too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And I was like, "Damn, they just weren't ready for this." I, I, no one's ready for this movie. I'm telling you, that doesn't doesn't matter. Anyone who says they're ready for this movie is a liar. <laughs> I regret it. it. It was a weird movie, and I. I pondered. I was like, "What the fuck did I just watch? What the hell happened?" I'm like, "Okay, then I think, I, yeah, I think I got it. I think I got what the plot was." So you know, it is what it is. All right, but it's really good. Definitely return to form. I would say. Yeah. Um. Is this how? Is this how Cronenberg thinks a uh, um a revolution will start? Wow. <laughs> um. It feels like there's a lot of... Uh, he sees the worst in mankind. <laughs> I, I would say... We're all going to end up eating plastic. Yeah, I would say he does. Yeah, he does. I love that as a solution, though, to plastic. To, right? I, I, I love, love that. I love that a lot. You know what's funny? I love, you know what I like a lot? Of, about, well, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk more about spoilers. I mean, we're about to get there, because this movie's really weird. We, so it's gonna, we are. No, I, I know, think it's just better to jump into Yeah. Um, but what were you going to say? No, no, no. We'll say it in spoilers. Oh, okay, okay, cool. All right. Um, Should we just get so, into okay. It? I mean, uh, I'm a fan. Ralph, would you say? Yeah, no, I'm a fan. And Luke, the strange meaning fan? Definitely. Okay, good. All right, so all big fans, check it out, guys. Now we're going to get into spoilers for Crimes of the Future starting right now. All right, so what would you like to hash out? I want a turtle that eats straws. <laughs> That's all you want. Think about it. Solve the pollution. Get my yeah. straws back. <laughs> None of those paper straws. They're trash. They're they trash, trash, I tell you. They are trash. Or those Starbucks lids with the fucking big-ass hole in them. <laughs> I gotta shake the goddamn coffee up. It's gonna spill. <laughs> Didn't no one try this before? This is, they why, this is, this is why Cronenberg hates everyone, by the way. Right, exactly. Probably, yeah. probably. Well, what I like about the movie is that it's not unbelievable. In a weird way. Right. Uh-huh, right. A lot of shit is unbelievable. It's like the chairs and how they look, which is that's the existence thing, right? How the chairs look, how a lot of the things look, in my opinion. I um, mean, having a flesh chair, but like having it also like be a flesh chair, right? That um, that isn't quite human flesh, but it, you, you know, you could feel like it used to be, but also look or feel like it's part of a production line of flesh chairs. Right. Like it isn't unique right. to this guy's chair. I don't know how he does that. I don't, I don't know how I, he designs things like that. I don't know either. But... Corporate and really fucked up and like yeah. not at all should be mainland. Well, yeah. What I what I was saying, what I was saying is that it's not unbelievable because like there's things that I've noticed even within my own body where like, oh the human body's so crazy. It just goes into activate heal mode, you know? Like let's fucking repair. Yeah. Right? 
Mm-hmm. And you notice it, like things when you hurt yourself, it swells up, so you can do this, we can do that. Um, same thing with like teeth or, you know, you have an issue, it starts doing this, so you can, you know. Like, yeah, pain it, is an alerts system. Yeah, it's telling you, and it's telling you like, hey, we're going to go in repair mode. We're yeah. going in repair mode, you just got to make sure you just avoid shit. Avoid shit, it will be golden, right, or whatever. Um, and you're like, okay, cool. Uh, and it's crazy because, like, that's what the body's doing, just at an extreme level for Vigo Mortensen. And uh, where he's like, hey, he wants you to live. We want you to adapt. We want you to... Yeah, well, he's talking both, right? So in this future, um, just for people still listening who maybe have not seen the movie, (laughs) is that evolution, kind of like X-Men, but more fucked up, um, has like missed a step. They skipped a step over or something. And and, like a lot of people are evolving in a seemingly too fast of a rate in a way where we can't see it. It's it's not gradual. It's just more immediate. Yeah. More immediate so that... More yeah. to the point where it's just so sudden that we don't even know how to how to so how to, like, in, deal in with this it. in this future and this is why everyone is also very cold cynical and weird um, by weird I mean like not it's, it's very societal less like there's not much society or community at yeah. all in this future uh, because no one can feel anything literally yeah which is crazy um, so like the now to have sex you cut yourself right that's like normal yeah. baseline that's that is vanilla now. Like, uh, because it's it's hard to feel anything. You feel pressure. That's it. You know. I think that's the whole point. That's how they get off. Um, and then beyond that, this future has led humanity, at least a good uh, chunk of them, to make organs, new organs that are inexplicable and almost, and they could be very cancerous or it could be very good. It's just hard to tell because it's in the middle of this evolutionary process. And because right. it's in the middle of it, it's usually bad, like a bad thing if you're growing a new organ that you can't explain. So continue, Rob. I just want to make sure I explain a little bit more world building. Yeah, no, no, no. Right, that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, where was I? Um, Vigo's chair? Is that what you're talking about? Mm, more like repair process. Repair. Um, but the... <laughs> what... What makes it like I don't know, man. That's like the the world doesn't feel like that. I don't know. It's weird. Like the not feeling things. It's and him being a rare person and that and your body making these extra things mm-hmm. and it like it just makes it's just like it doesn't. It's not like unnatural in a weird way. It just it's where it feels so like. I guess realistic, you know, in, a, in the weirdest way because that's like the most unrealistic thing. The way this going, which is crazy. Um. Yeah, but also it's like this thing is like what the movie's talking about is just like going into like how. Well, first of all, I want I do want I do want to mention this. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed. Um, kind of like the the reversal role. Do you feel like Vigo was more like the feminine or woman in yes. the in the relationship? Yes. Yeah, it was definitely a point I was gonna bring up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. I just want to double check that with you guys. Um. To make sure I wasn't crazy. Um. Especially the way he dresses too. I mean, just the core concept, like, he I is mean, being penetrated fashion, by surgery. Yeah. Surgery penetrates him. Like, it's very much like that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah it's very um, blunt. <laughs> yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And then, uh, so, yeah, the, the movie, what I mean, I, what I like what it's saying is, it's very very similar to what we do in any age when we don't want to let go. We just don't want to let go of certain things. We want to live how we lived in the past and how it's always going to work, you know? Um, similar, you can say, as how crypto is, how crypto is decentralized, uh, you know, cryptocurrency. 
compared to how normal currency works. And stuff yeah, like that. one's working, one's failing. Exactly. Well, they're all failing, to be honest with you. But anyways, um, you know, but I was just saying, like, it's like, it's like things like that. And, like, there's certain things that we never want to let go. We're never willing to change. We're never willing to, like, there's the adapt, And then there's the other adapters. I just, I love how it talks about little things, like, throughout the movie that we all, that, that everybody in human nature goes through. It's always like, you know, the, the, the process of evolution. Um, and yeah. change. Change is inevitable, right? And that's a big thing. Change is in- inevitable. Does not that it won't happen. It is inevitable. It will happen. That's just bound to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I do um, I do want to bring something up because I think we're, we're kind of gushing over the movie. And I think where the movie falters, in my opinion. Um, this is where it's, it's a good movie. I don't think it's great. And I love what it's talking about. I think that's what makes it great. But like I said, overall, it's a good movie for the viewing purposes. Is um, I don't like anything to do with like the detective at all. You mean the um, the, the snitching? The snitching, yeah. Like or the I, informant. I, well, I feel weird because I feel like at first I feel like he's just informant, right? Yeah. But then it almost feels like he's like ringleader person, like running it. And I'm like, huh? like I just felt it, it felt kind of weird. And I know he's like changing his like mind, I guess, right? Um, <clears throat> yeah. Process. It just felt, I don't know, it felt weird, it felt off, and it felt like, it felt almost like I rather would have been in his mind thinking these things or something, or portrayed differently than me having to get it, I guess, this way, and I felt like that was probably like the less than part of the movie. I don't mm-hmm. know how you guys feel about that, but... Um, well, how do you feel about that plot, this uh, thing, Luke? <clears throat> the cop thing. The which one thing? The cop thing. The cop? He being a CI for the cop. I didn't get that. He was a CI for that. Every Dude. time he goes to talk to the guy by himself, remember? By the boat or whatever? The by the shipyard or whatever that was? Oh, I missed that. You know who he was? That was the No, I was just like, oh, fucking random guy. Okay, cool. No, no, no. I, th- I thought he had to do something with the National Organ Registry thing. No, that's how we meet the, the no, that's detective. How that's how we get the, to know who, why, who the he is. The whole purpose is to him get in there so they can he can like learn what they're doing and shit. Yeah, that was more of his intro than her, their, their Okay, intro. well, I do Oh, okay. Oh, weird. That okay. That throws me for a loop. Then I'm sorry. I got nothing. Yeah. So he was a CI that was uh, out looking like a feeler for like information regarding. Um, well, two things is that the things that are law now obviously will never be law today or law back in the future. Law subject um, to change. I mean. Yeah. Right. Laws subject. Right. Exactly. Um, one of them being this organ thing, but uh, more so than that, it's uh, there's this new wave of like plastic eaters. Well, yeah, I know those guys. Right, that's what uh, that's what he was that's, that's what he was hoping to get something juicy out of him for him, like about this uh, group of rebels, revolutionaries, whatever they are. Um, See, I thought they were like pro plastic chewing no, guys. Yeah. Oh no, not those guys. I was like the other guys. I thought they were like the artisans. You know, they're like artists with the whole. No, but they, those worlds the connect, other... though. But those yeah. worlds connect. Like they, yeah. they kind of bring in that clientele, right? Yeah. That's where they have Saul. Is that his name Saul Tent? You know, the, the, the plastic eater guys, those are weird, but no, they're doing it for a reason. But with the, the kid that was being born with those new... Yeah, that's unique. That's fucking that's, crazy. Well, that was unique. That's the movie starting off like that. By the way, how we skip over that is amazing. But the movie starting know, off that I, way... It, it was, just hit me like that. Oh. Yeah, the movie starting off like that was just like, what the fuck? And it's literally, that's why my wife, like 15 minutes, and it's like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, she's watching a mother suffocate a child today. Yeah. yeah, she's just like, what is going on right now? And I'm just like, oh, it's David Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cronenberg, what do you want to say? 
Right. Um, uh, yeah, that was a good. That's a good opening because it really it, it leads into the ending. Right. Uh, well, what I was but the whole thing with the revolutionary guys, though. Right. Yeah. Like, like so, they're making these uh, these organs, right? That we can take advantage of and use, right? Because if you think about it, we have organs in our body that we actually don't need. Yeah, oh, we have a like, few. Like the gallbladder, the appendix, I think the spleen. Like we, we actually we can live without those. Right. And so it's like, you know, we're, we can replace organs we don't need, grow organs that we do need in this like weird society in the future. Mm-hmm. They can actually like help us develop as beings. And like that kid, you know, being born with those, you know, fucking organs already not being implanted is fucking crazy. That it's it becomes something we force becomes evolution. Right. Yeah. That, that's why he was like a big deal that this kid was able to digest plastic because that, like that's where humanity is going to go. And uh, obviously it's going to go kicking and screaming because right, but- the ones that are not evolved to that kid's level are going to be like really butthurt about that. That's the whole idea, right? That's why the government slash this police officer slash those two fucking spies that kept killing everyone, the duo spy chicks. Um, that's why they were around to stop that. Stop that from being like spread out more but it's it's but it's a reality though that's why the ending it's like is like it's like um it's a goodbye letter to the way we digest things <laughs> literally yeah i mean yeah. literally and figuratively right uh the way we think and the way we consume this planet and that's what's like that's whole part of it you know because plastic is one of those major human only inventions too that um like it's just, it's like an, it's an element that's far removed from nature so it makes sense that that's how we would fix this. Not the planet. It's not about the planet, but that's how nature would. That's how we would course correct that problem. <laughs> because as the world is losing its resources, right, and we're becoming unfeeling, unthinking. You know, I don't want to say unthinking, but in a mass way, uh, beings. We're gonna fucking uh, go eat the things that we made that we threw out in the ocean. And shit. Right. <laughs> right. Um. That's the level of fuck you to humanity that Cronenberg feels for. Like that's how it's um it's a comeuppance tale, like kind of thing, you know. Um obviously, you know, with this guy with Assault being the the main guy, he has a lot of he has a lot of things, he has a lot of angles. I don't think he was uh, involved with this revolution group really. Like I think he was fully down with ratting them out. Um do, do now here's my question to you guys. Do, when they opened up that child Right in that performance at yes. the end, did, yeah, towards the end. Yes. Um, did, did did you did you guys think that he was in on that? Did he know tensor that tensor? Yeah, that, that this boy's body was rife with tattooed and no. uh, organs that were like obviously clearly put in there after the fact. Well, I thought he was he had those organs, but then they tattooed them to make it seem like it was well. Okay. Well, that's maybe that's the question I should be asking. So I'm thinking, okay, like uh-huh. we all thought something different. As well. Yeah, I'm thinking those are those are what's it called organs? Those mm-hmm. are uh, Saul's organs that he grew, and that uh, Timlin, which is Kristen Stewart, mm-hmm. is the one who moves, who puts them all in there. Right, the registry girl. Yeah, because every time they take a take a. They take an organ out of him every time Leo Sadu Caprice yeah. takes an organ out of him. She tattoos him as, as she's taking him out. 
Yeah, she tattoos an organ. I thought those were his tattoos. Those were his tattooed organs. They looked familiar. They definitely. Yeah, one of them specifically looked familiar, and I thought she took them out and they used them. And then, obviously, if you're not paying attention, you wouldn't notice, right? But like, you know, no one was actually that up close. But it it would, and and then they replaced all the organs for Tavigo's organs that they had replaced, Hmm. which is they were ripe with fresh organs, not fresh, but I guess maintained organs. See, I thought that Kristen Stewart kind of just learned how. Uh, you know, she was doing it so that she could kind of replicate it and just be like, okay, let's make it seem like this it's not a natural phenomenon, it's just we implanted oh, this. Oh, maybe this, maybe this movie is more open than we think it is. Maybe yeah. there's a lot of interpretation to be taken here. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything against that either, Luke. I mean, yeah, that, the movie could be that too. Uh, because technically it's like... <clears throat> I mean, she was, she's a fucking fat, for God's sakes, you know, in a way. Oh, no, she's a, she's a fat fan, for sure, of <laughs> yeah. this guy. 100%. Yeah. 100%. She's fangirling it up in that scene with, uh, in her office. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I would say that I don't think... Well, my question was, do you guys believe that it's all new? That this, no, I don't think it's all new. Right. I don't mm-hmm. think so either. Do you agree with that, Luke? I, I agree with that. That also surprised him. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, and the, and the audience reaction also was surprised, uh, like in a scandalous kind of way. Like this is unnatural. It's but everything in this world is unnatural to us. But like this is unnatural to them. Right. Um. This is a a big scandal thing going on, and um, and so what it seems to me, and this is obvious to me, I guess, uh, is that doing that defuncts. Or debunk, sorry, debunks this uh, idea that anyone could be born with the ability to be plastic, right? That's what the, this. Uh, I think that's like a government thing. It feels like that's what it is, like some wow. sort of like uh, governmental um, or old world thinking of like trying to get them, trying to get them to um, squ- squash that idea. Yes, in the public, right. Yeah, it's yeah. that's that's what happening. You're crazy. No, it's not going to happen, right? They're just, they're delaying the inevitable, uh, just making it harder to go through, right? But like that's what I got from that scene, uh, um, among other things, you know, like a child being open. That's not good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that kid, though, I mean, that kid looked like a little monster. You no, know? I mean, not, I mean, not because he was eating plastic, but just because like he just looked so. He wasn't acting like a kid. Like he wasn't he was miserable looking. He looked mm-hmm. miserable and like. And he looked like, oh, like not even miserable. He didn't look like anything was happening. Like you know, he looked uh, again. Maybe I, uh, this is to be expected from all humans, right? In this in this future, in this fucked up future. Um, so it's hard for me to. But his mother, though, what a piece of work, Jesus. Uh, oh yeah, what yeah, a piece of work, in my opinion. Although interesting presence, though, really weird. Was it a sweatshop? What was that? What's what it looked like? Or it looked like a lodger back kind of thing. I yeah, like I, I thought it was like a prison. Uh, uh, or no, because she said that well, she turned herself in into the cops. Yeah, but he just walked in there. But they didn't believe. Hold, oh, there's a really yeah, big storm a going on. Crazy storm right now. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, I hear it too. Uh, excuse <laughs> the audio, guys. The storm. Um, it's raining sideways. Yeah, so I think at the very end, what it means is that Saul is. I don't want to say the leader of anything, although he could very well be. Um, he is he is satisfied in a way where no the the technology of yesterday can no longer help him and and like by eating this plastic bar or whatever that is what whatever that is, that chocolate what whatever that is. So um, I thought it was so it's something that only the, those people can eat, but to other people it's like poison, right? 
Yeah, to yeah, like one guy bit into plastic. it and just died. He died right some away. Shit happened. Yeah, it's some sort of concentrated gooey thing. Well, it's like it's almost like liquid liquid plastic. Mm-hmm. It must be liquid plastic somehow, surrounded in chocolate. Yeah, yeah it looks like chocolate to me, right? So it um, didn't look like a chocolate thing. It looks like a Klondike bar, but not frozen. So it looked like. Um, okay, so at the end, I mean, what do, what do you guys interpretation of happens at the end? My interpretation is that you organ he grew allows yeah. him to eat plastic, or he's going to kill himself. Huh? Wait, what? <laughs> what? You think he's eating the thing so he can kill himself, or is that what he was? No, because for? the the chair stopped moving. Like, is it like, oh, I'm doing like you feel better now? I don't have to do any bowel movements for you. I don't have to. I don't have to help you digest this. Because you're about to die. I'm. No, I think, the whole, I think the whole purpose of the chair, the whole purpose of the chair is to help you and move the your whole body and the bed, right? To help you move your body. To, it knows your body so well or attunes to your body. Yeah, it helps so you, you digest, help you digest, helps you settle, uh, all these extra exactly, organs all these, and shit. Right, exactly. It helps, you, it helps you do all those extra things that normally you should be able to do, but it's just that much difficult to do for you. Mm-hmm. But now, him building that new organ when he fits into that thing, was that, it's something he could eat. So the rest of the food wasn't something that his body could go through, right. but it's just it was such a struggle. Yeah. Now it's like this is like well this is this is what you should have been doing. Already. I mean, Saul Tenson is a really fascinating character because he is like the he is like literally the man in between these evolutions way more than everyone else. Which is crazy because like because he's yeah. old, right? Because we know we, we're literally yeah. they're all saying that he's an older guy, he's yeah. living from a different generation because he feels pain. Because he's and everyone he else hits, is so much younger too. He hits so many things, you know, for them. He hits the pain factor, the older thing, the yeah. evolution thing. Um, I mean, he catches on his pain by doing these performances, right? No, of right. course, of course. Which I mean, yeah, more power to the guy. And sensations too. He feels those surgeries way more than these other people will ever feel them. Yes, you know, yes. he's having sex in front of everyone in a weird way. In a weird way, yes. Yeah. Um, not that we're kink shaming here, but you know what I mean. Um, you do you? Yeah, you do you. Uh, anyway, uh, that ending to me is, you know, right. I was, I agree with Rafa. It's hundred. It just settles him completely. It's like that chair is useless to him now. Yeah, in that bed, like he is, um, he is cut up. Now he is probably unique still in the sense that he feels it, and he's found his. I don't want to say comfort food, but I guess technically the comfort food. Um, yeah. Food he can actually digest without him going fucking bananas. Right. Um, so as far as like his growing organ business, so to speak, might stop soon or after that. Uh, I don't know what will happen to him, um, but he is probably going to be alone because of Leia Sidhu's like the the last thing they had together roughly was when um, you know saying that she wants to do something on her own right out there. Uh, it was a very weird conversation. They weren't directly saying it because they were both kind of worried about because they were such partners right, for such a long time. It was hard to bring it up in general. But he was already checking out along the way, I feel, based on what he was trying to think of with this boy and this uh, the father of the boy and stuff like that. You know, these moving forces against him or with him that I think that at the end, that solves it for him. I feel like. Like that piece from eating something and not feeling like shit about it is, right. is, uh, is his future. Now... Uh, you know, I, I, sh- I shudder to imagine that he might get assassinated soon after that. I have no idea. Right, yeah. Right, true. you know, like he'll have to hide it, I guess, or if he wants to. Um, very interesting solution to that. Um, 
And also, the movie ends. I feel like there was a scene missing. I, I feel like they were going to go to one more scene, but there's like a weird cut there at the end. But he always does that in his movies, so I'm not going to play him too much. Uh, the movie just fucking, fucking smacks to an ending for me. But as soon as you feel the relief, I guess all that matters. Like we start with pain and it ends in relief. Right? So that's like the, his arc. Or sweet death. Or sweet death. Right. That's another interpretation, right? He, maybe that's like a poison that he finally feels like dying is actually a welcoming, comforting thing. A duvet. That's a duvet. Death is a duvet. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, but uh, other things in the world building is like uh, it makes sense why these performances are uh, the, uh, the, the the big hit now. Um, the only way to even remotely understand anything enjoyable, watch anything enjoyable, like uh, you can imagine, there's no more movies in this future. There's no more, you know, new writings even. Like it's like a very slapdash place. You have to know what hole in the wall to go to to try to understand something from someone that feels something that you can't feel. Like, that's the best they can do for entertaining, right, in this world. And it's uh, really fucked up. And uh, really fun to watch, though. Really fun to figure it out. Um, I think what else? What do you guys think of Lassie do the partner in general? Like, did she have, like, an arc for you guys? Did you guys like her, or was she just, like, an assistant? Huh. I felt like she was an assistant at first, but then it feels like they're lovers, uh, more, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they do have that one or two sex scenes, right? They do, right, right, right. But, like, I guess, uh, yeah. They're, like, partners for, like, but it's weird. It's like, you can't almost, you can't Yeah, they're, almost, beyond, like, they're beyond labels of that. They are thing. very much beyond labels, yeah. 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 And, and then... Uh, they're like an artsy couple that are, like, are they not together? They're, but they're a poly tower couple. But, right? but at the yeah. same time, I also feel like she envies... Uh, she envies, uh, what's his name? Saul. A uh, Saul. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm. that's why she gets her changes, you know? Physically, appearance. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. I, I, I can see that. I probably agree with that, too. Um, you know, along with her is her, her amazing skills. She has all these skills of a surgeon, of a star surgeon, right? She used to be a medical something. Not a, not like a, a surgeon for real. But in the old world, she was what? Uh, first responder, she says. Like a, a trauma first responder. So she has some skill and obviously has developed that with this machine. And I love the technology that we're watching. All the weird technology is actually old hat technology to them. Like yeah, this is from his is era. Funny. Yeah. You know, when, when humanity was losing and probably, get, you know, losing its pain receptors, it's probably was going through a lot of discomfort and pain getting there. So his early age is what um, he's going through now. Right. But except that that was the whole world. So these machines of flesh and bone and sinew and stuff like that were made. And this perfectly calibrated surgery table was made as a result of that. And she's like an expert. She's like, it does feel like she's an artist with it, you know? And yeah. it has like a, I mean, what do you think this movie has to say about art and stuff like that? Because I feel like there's something in there too. I just didn't have a lot of time to think about it, but. Uh, the only thing I could think about the art part was that yeah. uh, what our art's always going to be a, a thing with humans. Um, Mm-hmm. The, no matter in an apocalyptic setting, no matter in a whatever, mm-hmm. art's like the thing that prevails. Um, it's like the theater prevails, the show. That's that type of thing is always going to prevail. It's something that we're always going we're going to be looking for, or that's the thing that's going to keep. I don't know. It's like the thing that's going to keep us not entertained, but which is of course that's the, the least it does. But like 
more like um, I don't know, keep our minds open, I suppose. Yeah. What's uh, up? How about you, Luke? Oh, it's a mind fuck of a movie. Oh, I meant about the art thing. Yeah, art's art. Uh, it's subjective, but uh, no, what movie's trying to say? <laughs> Not what you think about. It. I don't know. Okay, you know, you say art prevails. I don't know. Sometimes you know, we we do lose art. You know, sometimes uh, uh, we've lost art in wars and like all kinds of shit. So sometimes you gotta have new art replace the old shit. Um. Another thing I love about Cronenberg movies, and this movie is no different, it has like, it, uh, I mean, his stuff is unique, of course. Even though they, fe- it, a Cronenberg movie always feels like a Cronenberg movie, but he always does something unique, right? And everyone is different in a certain way. Isn't that and, so weird, so cool, though? Yeah, it's a cool, to be able, it's a to middle be able to have line a, of hate To be able to have this, yeah, exactly. To be able to have this weird, like, I, I have a distinct thing, but yeah. at the same time, um, I can I mean, make a semi-normal movie. <laughs> I mean, like, the people in the world of Naked Lunch could never cohabitate with the people in Videodrome. Right? No, no, no. And the people in Videodrome could never cohabitate with uh, with the Dead Zone, or whatever the fuck, or Brood, or whatever. Uh, any of his other movies. It feels, like, very strange. Uh, some of them could maybe be in the same planet, but not really. Like, Eastern Promises and <laughs> History of Violence are the only two that can live in the same world. Um... Anyway, uh, but he's still, like, uh, one of the things, one of the Cronenbergisms I really liked in this movie has it too, is that it, it is almost always a line that is unique to that world. Um, and this one is that um, the what, surgery is the new sex, right? Or they mm-hmm. say something like that? Yeah, I think so. Um, surgery is the new sex. Never heard of that before. And the way this movie kind of makes you think about that, I'm like, yeah, that's a great line that's uh, very common. In their world, uh, but they're, you know, hella weird and unique here um, to say that, right? right. I kind of like that about it. Um, but otherwise, um, I think I'm good on this movie. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. Yep. I'm going to go have the old kind of sex. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Isn't that what she says, too? I think That's she says, believing. oh, I like to no. do it the old way, I think she says. Yeah, but Tensor says, I think Saul's like, yeah, I can't have the old kind of sex. Uh, this is when she's talking uh, with uh, with or he's talking with um, to Timlin, yeah, yeah, Kristen Stewart, right. yeah. Kristen Stewart's character, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he doesn't really that that's like nothing for him. <laughs> doesn't feel anything about that. Right. Anyway, um, so that's you how I my uh, balls like if you're trying to start off a lawnmower, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's how I get off. And that's still probably nothing. All right, and that's our review of Crimes of the Future. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna review our Batman. Trilogy, Nolan's Batman trilogy. Yeah, a big discussion starting right now. Stay with us. For Batman Begins, it's uh, after training with his mentor, Batman begins his fight to free crime ridden Gotham City from corruption. Uh, the second installment is when the menace known as the Joker wreaks havoc and chaos on the people of Gotham. Batman must accept one of the greatest psychological and physical tests of his ability to fight injustice. That's the Dark Knight. And lastly, after eight, eight years after the Joker's reign of anarchy, Batman, with the help of enigmatic Catwoman, is forced from his exile to save Gotham City from the brutal guerrilla terrorist Barry. Uh, <laughs> and that's the Dark Knight Rises. You cannot not say Bane. 
Yeah, you can. You just, hey, wait, I really, I really want to say it. Bang from you just so, did. You just did. yeah, right. I did, but like I want to say it from a different vein, not this vein. But anyways, oh, okay. <sighs> you know what? A I'm different saying? interpretation of vein. <laughs> different interpretation of vein. The one that they make fun of him all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. He gets made fun of a lot. So much. It's so funny. I can't believe this movie's like 10 years old now. That's so, funny. yeah. We're going to go. So, the movie, the trilogy starts. This is Christopher. In case if you didn't know, this is Christopher Nolan's trilogies of the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, which is what they're called. Um, we are talking about the movie that started in 05 with Batman Begins, continued in 08 with Dark Knight, and then finished in 2012 with The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, now, Pepsi trilogy. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, we're gonna start with uh, Luke on this one. Luke, All right. what you got for us, buddy? <clears throat> He's kind of a bitch. That's it. His parents die. Oh, I'm gonna go. You know, seven years and you know do crime and petty shit because I can't deal with it. Comes back home, pines for this chick. She gets, you know, then he goes back to being a bitch. So he gets his dick with somebody else. We end up trying to kill him. And so like, I got to nut up now. All right, I got to stop being a bitch and save the city for reals. That's a hell of a fucking surmise of the fucking trilogy. <laughs> I, have, I mean, because the, the one I saw the least was Batman Begins. Hands down, I think I've only seen that movie once. So, that, so, twice with this one. so yeah, this is the second wa- time I watched it, and I was like, "Yeah, he's kind of a bitch." And then you know, thinking about the Dark Knight, and then Dark Knight Rises, I was like, "Yep, he's just oh, things aren't going my way. I'm going to go into seclusion." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I can't deal with the real world of my billions. <laughs> my yeah, billions. With I'm going to cry with my thousand dollar bills. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, so, okay. Uh, I think in regards to, I mean, uh, I think naturally we could talk about each of them in order for a little bit and then enlarger it. And then we can talk about specifics in whatever order we want. But in, um, in Batman Begins, uh, you, obviously it's the, it's the first one. So for me, it's the least, it's the least accessible or my least favorite. Um, not that it matters. Um, and I think uh, it's way more about Bruce Wayne becoming Batman than it is about n- nearly everything else. It's more about that than it is about corruption. Um, I would say the only thing it equals, uh, another th- and the only other thing that equals up to that in this movie is that it's also about Gotham um, and like the state of being, the state of things in, in Gotham, and it's about that too. Um, Gotham as a character, kind of thing. Yes, I know. Um, I would say everything else goes a second place, third place, doesn't matter as much. Um, but uh, one of the things that was fascinating about this back then, and still, I guess, it's a live-action interpretation of what a Batman would be if he was actually in our world. Right? You try to be as realistic as you can be with regarding, you know, the, despite uh, the source material, which is very fantastical and very magic-driven, you know, uh, Ra's al Ghul is not, um, you know, he, 
in the comics and in the cards, he has a fountain that keeps him alive forever. Like he has a pool, right? What's it called, Ralph? You know this. The Lazarus Pit. Lazarus Pit. He has a Lazarus Pit. Okay, guys. And this one, obviously, he does not. But they, as much as you can make it realistic, I would say that the one really great thing about Batman Begins, and I guess all of the the, the whole trilogy, uh, but it starts here, is that you can see how a future where like. Batman becomes legendary or mythical and people are telling stories about him, how we can get to be like supernatural and magic-y and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's almost like the comic books are retelling of what this actual Batman did. It kind of feels like it would be. Right. You know what I'm saying, guys? Like, uh, like, yeah, you know, the stories of Hans Crunch, Christian Anderson, you know, like Beauty and Beast, the mermaid, all that. It's fantastical. It's probably the like Disney simple. Stuff? It's probably like, yes. Uh, it's probably like the original stories of those were probably like a little true in the sense like, oh, yeah, this girl who loved the ocean did this or whatever. But she wasn't a mermaid, you know. It's like but the stories after so many years get like molded into something more fantastical. Right. And it feels like this is what we're watching. We're watching the as much as you can be, obviously, um, a realistic version, quote unquote, of Batman in our universe. And still in a fake city. That changes every movie, by the way. Um, <laughs> it, they look at three different cities. Am I wrong there? What? Uh, that the, Gotham looks like three different cities in the three. No, movies. it's meant to do that. It's a, no, Gotham yeah. is meant to, meant to be Morphin. like the mecca city of yeah, yeah. wherever the fuck they are in DC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, theoretically, the United States. So it would be like like New York, Chicago, and LA put together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But it, yeah, but every movie looks different. It's like a new facelift on, on Gotham. Yeah, no time. I would say so. But everyone uses the L trade, so yeah, yeah, we all, we all gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Even Spider Man in New York. Right. <laughs> well, he needs buildings to web. Um, so that's my that was, that was my general thoughts on what I got from this recent watch of Batman Begins. Um, what about you, Ralph? This is like my. I was talking about it actually with Luke earlier. It's my third watch. Of Batman Begins, and I remember the first two times not really liking it that much, and thinking it was like a less than for sure than the three, especially just like what it does. But I actually think it's so pivotal. Um, without this movie, the other two are good, sure, but you would just be like, "What do I like?" Batman is just Batman. There's nothing to care about any scene with Bruce Wayne. In. Um, so this is a it's like an, it's like a necessary movie you know that needed to happen just for everything else for bruce wayne mm. um mm-hmm. even though uh what's it called? I, I i like the casting i like a lot of stuff that's going on in the movie i i just do feel like it's just the biggest setup for two and three <laughs> um it's yeah. it, it just it's it's, it's it's it just happens to be the necessary move without like i said without it it just it, it would make the character feel less than of bruce wayne not batman batman's fine because anybody can get on with Batman, in my opinion, was like you could kind of just throw him in already established, and nobody nobody would care, which is already what we got technically. Yeah, yeah. Um, with other movies, but Bruce Wayne needs to needed that needed we needed that thing, um, and I love what the movie does. And actually, it's not a bad movie at all. And I I gave it less. Um, what's it called? I gave it. I was very harsh on it to begin with, and um, I love Tom Wilkinson in the movie as Carmine Falcone. Hmm. Um, I love how uh, just nonchalant, I don't give a fuck to right. kill you kind of thing going on. Um, yeah, I dig that a lot. 
So, but yeah, other than that, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, still a really good movie. So, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know how about really good, but yeah, I would say it is a pretty good movie overall. It's not a bad movie, is my point. But yeah, it, it gets shut down compared to the two. Um, and, uh, m- you know, more than that, I kind of, uh, as to what Luke said, I know he was joking, but like, I kind of agree. Like, I think he, I think Bruce Wayne is very, um, he's like an adolescent when it comes to relationships, like the whole time in all three movies. Like, he doesn't know. Not only relationships, it's just, it's just. He's just so childish about. Yeah. About yeah, about yeah, human no, connection. He, yeah, um, about human, yeah, yeah, he doesn't have anything. Of course not. He dedicated his life to not any of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he skipped that stuff. And, no, he's and, he's in elementary school compared to everybody else's graduating college. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, like for real. Like, and especially the worst things he does is in the second one. He just pines for someone who was clearly with someone. Like, that uh, was just the worst. I mean, yeah, his error about choosing the wrong girl. Okay, that's. I mean, that's just you being manipulated. That happens. That's fine. Um, yeah. You should have seen it coming, though, honestly, as a detective. You know, but whatever. Um, You're staying with the wrong head. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Uh, uh, we know, we're skipping too much ahead. Um, but the, the first one, you know, it has... Uh, I like how they, in the movie, they in the script, I guess, in the story, they try to... They kind of have a little bit of both worlds of like the fantastical version of Batman and uh, this realistic world that they're building at the same time with um, with this compound, this fear toxin that they make up. Right. That lets people watch and see that. That's how we get these images of like these crazy things that obviously do not exist. that are kind of fantastical and magical looking. Um be in the thing, but as hallucinations because of this fear toxin. So it isn't. Right. It's like it works. It works both ways, where like they can have their cake and eat it too, kind of thing. Um, and I think it really works when uh, when 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 Gotham. Uh, what is that called? The Narrows. When the Narrows is being taken over by the fear toxin and everyone's killing each other, um, like that's a very cool way to do that. Like the glowing eyes and Batman's fucking face and shit like that. You know, um, that was a really cool way to do that, and so I think a really good way to have Scarecrow be in this movie like you know because they still have to do they still have to bring in the batman core groups like they have to everyone has got to be part of the universe of the god of the comic books in some way and they can't take you can't shy away from it right and even even the gangsters and all that all that's part of the batman universe but like i love how seamless it is it feels like yeah that makes sense character would be in that i can see that being a thing i can see him using uh, the insane asylum, Arkham, right? W- which we rarely kind of see. We see like one room of Arkham. We don't really see the the power of Arkham that we see. Budgets are tight. Yeah, budgets are tight. But um, I like how we, it, it, the the script uses that uses uh, Scarecrow to uh, exist in this universe like appropriately um, to get these um, mobs guys out of prison or out of snitching, really, out of informing on them, really. I like that stuff. It was kind of fun. I was like, I like as far as a solution to weed out and stomp corruption, it's not a bad solution at all. Like, I think if Ra's al Ghul wasn't making a big plot for Gotham, um, he would have been. It, it would have been easy peasy, right, guys? I mean, it seems like he was on his way. Like he was gonna like another month, and a lot of the work would have made a lot of progress, right? Uh it did feel like that, yeah. Right. But Razal Ghul's team is what really brought in like <laughs> all the problems, really. Um, 
And what do we think? Uh, so here's the thing about the, the first one also is that he collects father figures. We have Alfred. We have Lucius Fox. And we have uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, who's uh, Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do we think about this thing, about him being raised by these three Daddy father issues. figures? Daddy issues, yes, of course. I mean, his father is very much prominent over his mother in the in the beginning. Yeah. So, what, what do we think about that? Did the movie handle it well? Do we think uh, it needed more? Or do you guys feel like you got enough? Uh... I don't know. I, I I didn't think we needed any more. I mean, no. I thought I thought it was fine. To be honest with you, I mean, clearly Alpha is the more mothering type, right? Mm. I would yeah. say so, but I, I, I mean, say, I guess hmm. I did want more of the mom, but like, mm-hmm. to well, be more honest, pearls? I have more pros. No, no. But no to be honest pearls. with you, like the dad actually. It's actually nice to see the dad because I feel like we never get anything from really any of them, to be honest with you, in any of the renditions of Batman. At least we got something from the dad that he's. Yes. His dad very much like working so much uh, after he's dead, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. Like every time you think of um, Wayne or Wayne, every time you think of Wayne Enterprises, you think of um, what's his name? Bruce? No, no, no. His father's name. Thomas. Thomas Wayne. Right. You think of Tom Wayne. Uh, or you think of Wayne Senior. That's what I was gonna say, but I don't think it was that right. Um, you know, like I, I feel like it's it's like that. Like he is the company too, you know. So yeah. like like the the train is him, even and they use that as the final set piece to to kill Ra's al Ghul, right? So like um it's like all part of the plot kind of thing, you know. Um I, I do have I do have problems with the like what kind of Luke was saying like I you know like his solution to all this is to be a little bitch and kind of run off. Um, it feels like you know that's his expensive version of of dealing with it, right? Getting into prisons across the world and learning the ropes of criminality to what he doesn't even fully understand for well, what. No, yeah, he doesn't even understand. I mean, he had like a thought, and the thought wasn't bad. Right, he just had no proper execution, and everything he went through, he was just like trying to learn the criminal underground. Okay, that's cool and all, but like you didn't need yeah. to do all that for that. You should have been like doing, I don't know, doing anything, some other things to help you with that, along with learning the criminal underground. You could have done a lot of other things instead of just that. To be honest with you, Rachel Gold does him a favor. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, no, either. yeah. Without Rachel Gold, he would never have been nearly as successful for sure. Um, not only in his battle tactic stuff, but like in yeah, in general, he needed that also that stern father figure really to get through it. That's what it was. That's that's what Ra's al Ghul is, his stern father figure that he needed. Because Lucius Fox and uh, what's his name, Alfred, um, were definitely Alfred. Wa- way more babying him about that stuff. Yeah. Oh, um, Alfred was totally more of the mom. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He was more worried about like, can, can you like respect the Bruce Wayne persona too? Can you? Can yeah. You do that for, for also, him? Michael Caine, fantastic. Just yeah, he's good. He's a solid Wayne. Oh, he's a solid Ace, Alfred. Aces, aces. He's a good Alfred. Yeah. Um, Who's I that actor? Like, Your aces in my book. Is that from um, Death Proof? <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> I don't know. I might be wrong. Anyway, um, one thing I don't like about the the first one, actually, in the second one also, is that they kind of like shoot Bruce Wayne aside. Like they don't really treat him a lot well. Like at most, I mean, it may make sense in the first one more because Bruce Wayne, as ba- I mean, Batman doesn't give a shit about what Bruce Wayne does or is seen as. 
Yeah. And the second one, he is barely there, used as a as a device to have uh, Harvey Dent and others talking more than it is about him being secretly Batman. You know, like yeah. it feels like we get very little. No, I would agree with you. Actually, I'll agree all hard with Luke. The Dark Knight is fucking Bruce Wayne's a little bitch when it comes to fucking uh, what's it called, Rachel yeah. Dawes. Also, yeah. Katie Holmes should have stayed as Rachel Dawes, in my opinion. Oh, you over, think he should have? She should have. Yeah, over Maggie Gyllenhaal. Well, it would have made more sense, but I mean, well, yeah, continuity's sake, also. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. um, that's funny. How you say that? I, I mean, I, I, I would go like to Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I, I would say Maggie Gyllenhaal is a, a more of a a better performer in that role. But like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's just, I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, they both have. I mean, they both have different perform- performances. But like, she is such a like a lone crusader in this batman begins and uh compared to the the second one right um is rachel dawes that's the one thing i'm not sure about rachel is that is she a character also in the books that's a good question i don't know is it like vicky vale you know i don't know i don't i don't know is it like i i want to say it's more towards the books yes but i I Mm -hmm. could be honest with you i don't that's the only character i'm not sure of nearly every other character i've heard of or i've seen in other stuff yeah the only other person i would say that i don't know that if it's really mm-hmm. true is Jim Gordon, but that's about it. I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, I have the, the, the one other thought. for sure character that'll the be other, right, right, exactly. The other for sure. <laughs> but besides Alfred, <laughs> persuaded, uh-huh. mm. It says she first appeared in Batman Begins. So I don't think this, she's based off. Anything. So she's made up, huh? That's mm-hmm. an interesting approach. Yeah. Um, why do you think they did that? You think because they had to? Like, oh, it's a big tent movie, it's live action, we have to put a love interest in? Is that what you guys think is? Maybe, maybe. Or they didn't want to shoehorn in some a Vicky Vale journalist because journalism doesn't make much sense. Better to have a DA assistant or something. Uh, some sort of attorney, right? Um, I'm interested. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I didn't know that. But uh, I guess that's the answer to my question. Hmm. All right. Um, uh, okay, now one more thing about uh, Batman Begins because this is a uh, lead up for the other movies as well. Is that soundtrack? This is where like we get the, the themes of Batman as a song uh, in soundtrack form. So like, it doesn't use obviously it doesn't use Danny Elfman whatsoever, which is like still my Shocker. favorite. Still my favorite. I mean, it's hard. You have to step away from that if you're doing something more realistic. And Tim Burton is anything but realistic. Um, you know then making a new soundtrack is cool. But what do you guys think of it? Is it iconic for you guys? I mean, I know that if you guys hear some of those songs, especially the the way each, each of the Batmans end, like they have the same ending kind of soundtrack, or like some of the action scene build-up parts, like all those are their themes in all three movies, right? Um, would you recognize them apart from this movie, like if you heard them on the street or something? Do you guys feel like it's memorable or iconic in any way, or appropriate to the to Batman. I'm drawing a blank on what it is, so... Well, I'm not going to fucking mouth it for you. So. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I, I It has, think, like, drums. I, it has, like, a... Like a it's like still a Hans Zimmer, it. right? I did it all three, so... I believe so, yes. Was that right? Yeah. Do you think it's worthy, Ruff? I mean, I feel like it's... Ha- I feel like it's almost iconic. It's almost there. I, I think it's... Because the trilogy is iconic, it is mm. iconic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, I, I think it, it is iconic, yeah. But it's weird because it's only iconic because the movies are so iconic. But that's part of it. So, so you're saying it might, be, it might be hard then for you to differentiate them if you were to hear the soundtrack apart from the movie? Uh, that's a good question. Well, are they, are, they all, are they all the same? I mean, the same rough ones, the same iconic ones are there. I mean, they, 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 there's some differences. <laughs> 
Yes. Or they add different things right. into the movies, but like, yeah. I, I would say, I would say, yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to tell Same exactly which movie. Anyway. Right, right, right. I would say, I, I think I could tell you if they're the Nolan movies, but I don't think I'd be able to tell you which Nolan movie. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I, I, I can go with that. I, like, for me, I'm not 100%. I feel like uh, they're almost there. I don't feel like, I mean, they're no, they don't touch Danny Elfman whatsoever. My no, I think Danny Elfman, I think you know a Danny Elfman, and you know it, and it's yeah. there, and it's prominent. Like, I could hear um, that apart from the soundtrack. Yeah, I think so, too. I think Danny oh, Elfman... Or, or driving by something in some cars, you know, I'll be like, yeah, that's from oh. Batman 1989. Right. No, I 100%. Yeah. agree. But I think if you heard this one, you could say that's the newer Batman. You yeah. could say that's the, that's good Nolan because Batman. I, I want to say that this, uh, I guess, with other than this year's Batman, uh-huh. this is the last really, really, like, big attempt to... I don't say fetishize, but it does start that, I guess. To really go at it, Batman, like really do something entertaining, blockbustery for Batman. I think um, yeah, I think this is also like the big take on like let's yeah. make Batman like an official take make, for the new millennium kind of feel. Yeah, you know no, I doesn't percent agree. I think they were like, yeah. listen, Batman and Batman Returns are amazing. Blah 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 blah. We're gonna do we're gonna do our own. They fucked up with the nineties with the Schumacher, but. right? Yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do, yeah we're gonna do our own. Uh, What's it called? We're gonna take it back to him being, being him being that the dark. We're gonna go with the Dark Knight tradition, and I'm gonna to stick to it. And that's exactly what they did. And sticking to it, I think, is just the best thing because doing what they did in the Batman fucking <laughs> Batman and Robin, Batman mm-hmm. Forever, those like just like rough, you know. Um, going yeah. those routes, it's just yeah, like you went back to hokiness. Don't get me wrong; there's some cool stuff in it. It's just not. It's just not like this continuity that they, that we get instead. Even though those are considered, they're they're technically, you know, continuities also. Yeah. Just not in compared to this. This is like this is legit. Like we're gonna we're gonna demonstrate to you that Batman deserves to be at the echelon of of you know of of these heroes. Yeah, yeah, I buy that. Um, one last thing about Batman Begins. What do we think? Uh, I know I said that before, but one more last thing. Um, is uh, how do we compare this to Batman Year One? That was the last review. They're both Batman starting off, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think per- Year One was better. I think Year One's. I think Year One's Batman Bruce Wayne is better. It's better thematically just- too. It has a lot more themes that kind of better better mesh together. Yeah, with, I, w- I would uh, agree. With Jim Corden like being the second fiddle there, or even but, the first. Fiddle. But like I said, this <laughs> Batman Begins is a fantastic setup for the whole trilogy, though. It is, though. It is. It's like, once it's all said and done, if they made... Once it's all said and done, exactly. If they made Batman Year 5 as a sequel, maybe there's a different story to tell. But, like... Right. That's that's the thing. That's that's the problem. It's like, you know... Yeah. What, knowing there's a trilogy and watching and I, and I would say um, these movies, this trilogy, and starting with Batman Begins, of course, uh, I would say they don't age bad. Like... They no. don't age, they're not, no. like, apart from... A, I mean, they, yeah, it's over 20 years ago Batman Begins came out. And obviously 20 years ago then this one trilogy was uh, final, right? Finalized. But... Um, but it doesn't age too badly. Like, it feels like it's still a part of this world. It feels, like, as grand as it was back then, I feel. You know, as that doesn't feel like Mad Max Fury Road or anything, but that's, that's a, <laughs> I'm not going to do that either. But, like, as an action film, as a, as a superhero, I guess, um, it is, it's standing the test of time. You know, and the animation style is, has been way advanced since Batman Year One even. So, like, that feels a little, uh, I guess, in that sense. Batman Year One does like go down a bit, 
But as a sing as a standout movie of uh, both of them, like it's take them apart, I would say Year One is more, it's better, personally. Uh, yeah, um, I would agree with I would agree with you 100. As a story, yeah. Um, yeah. Now let's get into the Dark and Naked. Luke, why don't you start us off on this? Uh, okay, I mean this is like the most iconic one. Especially it is because of the performance of the late Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah, so. arguably made the movie more legendary when he died. Uh, and this being not his last movie, but the last movie right that came out when he died, mm-hmm. like it came out and then he died. Some of them around there. Um, no, it, it, he it died. After, he died right before it came out. Right before, or like around there is my point. Like around yeah. the yeah, the release date of the movie. Um, okay, that's one for sure. Anything else strikes out at you that makes this iconic more than the other two? Heath Ledger, that is it. I'm honestly, you think of Dark Knight, it's Heath Ledger's performance, <laughs> make a pencil disappear kind of thing, you know? Yeah, that was probably the first real introduction we got of him because then, you know, then, that uh, back robbery. How I got these back. scars? More like a reveal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was what was this? 2008, 2009, 2008. Yes. 2008. Yep, I remember in that theater. I remember that. It was one of those theatrical moments I do remember being in there for. Um, yeah, it's obvious to say that it is Heath Ledger. You know, what this movie does also is that, um, because of Heath Ledger, you could say, is that, uh, it cements Joker as Batman's arch nemesis. Do we yes. agree with that statement? Yeah. yeah. I think even Joker says it. Oh, well, yeah. Um, but, you know, that's, that's interesting because it feels like, did did America or not America? Maybe did audiences or Batman fans already believe that Joker was Batman's arch nemesis, and therefore this movie informs on that, or is this movie more prescient? So when Joker and Batman and the Dark Knight says like we're destined to do this forever, is is it like being like forward thinking? I think in the movies, mm-hmm. just sticking to movies alone, you would want to say. Yes, it's more of the latter. Okay. Um, but if you would watch or read or anything else, I think you would know that he's already that. Hmm. You already know that. The Joker doesn't exist without Batman and cannot exist without Batman. Yeah. And, uh, or will, won't exist without Batman, should I say? Just very, very much so. And uh, it is his biggest, biggest. It's like he. Batman will always find a way, and that's the whole thing, you know. He'll, uh, Joker will try his hardest to, to fucking cause anarchy, but Batman will always find a way to stop him. But it's always a stopgap. It's just like till he, eventually he gets back loose, you know. It's like he's yeah. always going to be like that thorn in his side. Like, oh, don't forget, you got that broken rib, buddy. Can't be doing those backflips, you know. And you're like, oh, goddamn. <laughs> Um, okay, that's yeah, that's accent. That, that's good. I, I agree with that. Um, especially if you tell me because I believe you're the Batman expert to me. Um, that sounds about right because it does seem like a little like, oh, man, I mean, were they tuning their own horn then? Because in movies, you're right. Uh, Jack Nicholson, I mean, did his best for sure in that Tim Burton movie, but it was more like a reintroduction to Batman in a, in a cinematic sense Correct. Than, than he was like an established arch nemesis kind of deal. And he dies at the end of that movie too, so. Um, which goes hand in hand with what audiences may believe a Joker would be, uh, but this one, yeah, it makes him super iconic. Like we, no, no end in sight with Jokers. 
unfortunately, because of this movie, we get like really weird jokers like Jared Leto and so on, uh, or Leto, um, which is not great. But there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say he is very iconic. But, you know, uh, another thing I love about this movie, and uh, this is the one I've seen the most. I think you guys all are the oh, same, yeah. right? Multiple times. Multiple yeah. times, right? Um, it is really fun. It is top tier. I know uh, I'm I past five watches for sure. I don't know if I'm at seven, though. Hmm. I'm like, I don't I'm know like, if this was. I don't know I'm, if this was six. I'm probably like a dozen. I'm probably at yeah, double seven. digits. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I think I'm early double digits in this one. I'm not double for sure. Well, we we have less lives than you. Um, less of a life. Um, anyway, uh, this movie, uh, you know, it has. Uh, well, my favorite thing about it is that you know the first one's about Bruce Wayne and all that, like I said, and uh, the introduction of uh, Gotham, right, as a city. This one is about the soul of Gotham, and uh, they they even kind of say it which is unfortunate. I wish they didn't have to, but it is made for everyone, all audiences, not just me. So um, I think this movie uh, being about morality, about code, about principle, about ethics, I don't want to say ethics, maybe that's too far, but like principle, core, morality, uh, the soul of Gotham, the soul of people, the soul of, uh, of a city in general, uh, obviously of Batman's or Bruce Wayne's ability to, how far can he take it, right? All of that is really what this movie is like the best thing that it does. It has a real shine on that. And it does it, I think, kind of maturely um, throughout the whole movie. And it's a long movie, too. They get longer, um, I think, as they progress, right? Um, yeah, and I really like that stuff. I mean, what did you guys think of that? Did you guys buy it? The whole soul for Gotham, a fight for Gotham's sake, so to speak? Like... Because Joker could win, even if he gets, even if he gets incarcerated, he wins in a way, right? Like, or does Bruce Wayne, or does Batman win? By obviously, the movie has an opinion on it. But I'm saying, like, or it gives you an answer. But what do you guys think? Do you guys buy all this? The fight for Gotham's soul. Luke. Yes. Huh. Well. Uh, uh, yeah, overall, yes. I would say it is. I I, I do buy that. Um. Hmm, let me think. Yeah, I I think that not to bloviate on it, but it seems that does Joker lose at all in this movie? Because I feel like he wins no matter what happens. Like, like he, like he won at the end of this movie. Even though he gets foiled by the lie that Harvey Dent wasn't, yeah, like incorruptible. Yeah, but yeah. that that but that comes to a head in the third movie anyway. So he like time delayed win. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm curious if in a world where Heath Ledger might have lived, would they have brought him back for the third movie? I don't know. Right. Because it would have released him from that prison, maybe. Um, but maybe not. Christopher Nolan seems like, ah, it's one of them. Um, I thought they were going to do something with it. I don't know. I mean, that's a world that'd be fun to find out. But obviously, right. you know, when that <laughs> in the universe. Um, Build a time machine. I mean, they are they, they are a perfect. And Save they're, the fuck. They're perfect adversaries. And uh, I think this might be my favorite version of it. Other than... Other than uh, the Red Hood one was really interesting, too. I yeah. really love the Red Hood's interpretation because that's like after nabbing him many, many times. <laughs> this is just the first time he catches him, right? right. Uh, so that's, that's like it's a, Yeah, exactly. Right. That, that one 
does a really good job of of a Joker, like the Jokerisms of that. Yeah, um, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, what I I don't know what I was gonna say for ah, Jesus. Um, I I think what I dig a lot for the, what this movie could have been stopped right at the beginning, and it's heavily reliant on the Joker knowing their thought process and mindset and how, what the right thing for them to do is, right? Like, everything step-by-step step has always been, and that's, like, the beautiful setup for, for the Joker. Is like, And then the Batman kind of learns it, but I feel like had he relied more on people, he could mitigate the threat more, right? And I feel like, uh, I feel like in the later, if we were to get into a hypothetical future, right, or random, you know, if we, if we had gotten something in the future of, of another thing with Joker, it would have been amazing to see something with a Robin thing. Because then you could see them foil being plants foiled on both ends, you know, with somebody of a, of a lion person like that. Because that's all really Batman is kind of like needs that other person he could completely rely on. Um, that I would say the Nolan movies are missing, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, he almost has that with uh, Dent. <laughs> He, yeah, my, but my, he, but, my favorite version of Dent, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I also, me too. My, it is my favorite version of Dent as well. But um, also, Eric, Aaron Eckhart, uh, Eckhart, sorry, Aaron Eckhart, uh, yeah. does a great job. Fantastic job. Um, yeah. Sells that, and I think he does that. Uh, thank you for smoking before or after? It was before. It was before. before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But besides that, I was, as I was saying, the I just feel like uh, there's a thing, there's a simple thing where the beginning of the movie. I just saw this like two nights ago of the Dark Knight. Um, they're about to go get the, the mob bosses. They've been working on this case forever, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what about this Joker character? He's doing something. Should we stop? He's like, one man over everything else? Yeah. That's literally what Batman says. Yeah, he can wait. It makes wait. sense. It's very logical. No, it, it, it is, but that's the and that's the whole process is literally just the Joker relying on that, falling, falling the back on the, Yeah, I mean, he, the mob do the same mistake. Oh yeah, know. he right. he knows exactly how they're gonna act at all points. Like they're they're so predictable. You know what I'm saying? They're so predictable, and I would say there are some unpredictable things that I, that Batman does do or something like that. But really, to the point, he kind of does it. He's always expected like, well, I know he's gonna save the day somehow, so I gotta find ways to stop it, right? Or like to to like uh, to hold them back or to slow them down or whatever the case is. Um, but that's that's uh, that's something that I, I I appreciate watching, especially like when you brought up the whole the Red Hood thing. Is that he's been stopped so many times because he has that help, you know? Um, and that's that's crazy. It's because it's, it is it's our nemesis. Seeing that in like other in other renditions or later on, and like if you were watching like, the shows and how many times fucking Joker gets stopped and like released um, and having to get stopped again, but like it's always because you know he has somebody to rely on. It's just crazy. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Off tangent. No, no, that's fine. Um, no, it's a, it's very. I love the dynamic between them. In uh, this movie, he's dealing with the mob and Joker, and then at some point, it's just, it's just Joker, <laughs> and the mob can't do shit. Maybe. We also get Batman voice in this movie. We don't get it in the first one. Yeah, so I was going to talk about that. What do you think of that? The Batman voice? Uh, does that age well at all? Because I'm not saying. So I'm going to tell you right now. The, the first time I heard it, all I thought it was of uh, Pete Holmes. Is that Pete Holmes? Who does uh, uh, the college the college meme one? I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah, there's that. a guy who does the like, uh, college humor one where he's beating him up. 
and mm-hmm. the thing is, I just keep thinking of a funny version of it. So no, it does. I sadly, it's sad to say, it does not hold up. No, Bane's no. voice that holds up. No, that doesn't hold up either. Yes. Um, no, it does not. I can honestly in that movie theater, I remember distinctly that I could not understand what the fuck he was saying half of the time. Um, Batman? Like a, no, Bane in the third one. But Batman, um, it's a, it's a, it's a dumb, I get what they're doing. It just seems like it's better to just have a voice changing thing entirely better yeah. than like that would have just sold better. It would have just, it would have not to mention it would have like aged better if he just did that over the, it's just so much, that's just open to ridicule, but, but which is, which is easy and everyone did, but also like, I mean, everyone said hockey pad back then a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it just like he looks dumb. It looks like he, you know, another thing this movie does. I don't know how on purpose it is, but it makes as much as we. See, I think this is the smartest Batman has ever been in the three movies, and in the three movies, I'm saying not in all the movies ever made. Oh, okay. okay. But sorry, I was say, okay, I, in this trilogy, in this trilogy, yeah. Okay. But like he's, but he's made to look dumb compared to the Joker, because and I think a lot of it is his fucking voice. He just looks dumb, or he looks, or he sounds dumb to me. Something about it, but um, you know. But the, the, again, this movie also does really good things about his intellect. I mean, we we see the great detective at work, really only in this movie, compared to the other two. I'm, I'm just saying, just compared to the trilogy, we get a lot of Batman. Det- like the way he the way he figures out a fingerprint from that bullet. Like this guy was like saying, "Well, you're gonna get ballistics of a shattered bullet." Like no fingerprints which is actually even harder to get like um we see some detective work going on here but he constantly also falls for every single joker play which obviously beefs up joker's stock but lowers his too at the same time um and again the voice doesn't help it doesn't help matters okay it really doesn't um especially you know with the great opening of like not Joker, uh, after that, the opening of Gotham, what's going on now, right? Yeah. You know, the city ordinance still saying that we're still after this vigilante while they're, like, sitting on their asses on it. They still have a spotlight. They're not really going to talk about the spotlight, you know. It's just there. But he knows to turn it on, even if he doesn't come, like, you know, and the criminals are, are afraid. Like, it, it's working. So we it's see a lot a of deterrent. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, like a deterrent. Um it's working well, but like, man, once the whole ball gets rolling and that action set piece of the of the chase gets through, like, yeah, we see a lot of like, he's good tactically, but he's like not as smart. Nearly, he's really dumb compared yeah. to this guy, and he relies more on the people of Gotham to save the day, right? Than than like Joker making a mistake or him outwitting the Joker, right? Like, even at the end there, you know, that final thing, that set piece where they fight, right? And that big building with all the glass and shit. And they have the, the hostages look like they're the the the, the gunmen and yeah. vice versa. Um, like, he doesn't know why that is. Why it's unnatural. We should just... He should just expect something weird is happening. He just doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Like, it's not until the very last minute does he figure out that the doctors, or the people dressed as doctors, are the actual henchmen. And, like, uh, which is a really smart idea. A lot of cool ideas in this, right? For crime. There's I a agree, lot of yeah. fun stuff in this movie. Is, yeah. So, yeah. I feel like they kind of overshot their shit with uh, Joker. And, you know, and I think they kind of make Batman slash Bruce Wayne look worse. 
And obviously, his all his his entire mind is always on fucking Rachel the whole movie. That's probably why he makes half the mistakes, honestly. <laughs> it is, yeah. He saves Rachel at every cost. Yeah. Or he goes to save Rachel. Yeah. Also, uh, I, also, how does he fall for that when he tells the two addresses? Go to the opposite one. Yeah. So, that's just yeah. me. Oh, and, uh, I, I did want to mention something that uh, Luke had mentioned earlier uh, when he said about the Joker, about the, the you want to know how I got these scars? Yeah. I, I love the ongoing joke that he makes about it. Because yeah. he brings it up, I think, three? I want to say for no, sure three, but essentially four. No, no it's three. two times. Two times. Three. Well, okay, what are the two? Well, the first one is with that gangster that he kills. Okay. Right, and that, actually, I, I didn't like that at all because I didn't want to know the scar story. And so uh-huh. when he said it, I'm like, okay, fine. Um, because the whole mystery of what Joker's background, the fact that no one knows, it kind of I love that about him. Um, and then when he, the second time was he tells Rachel, and it's obviously a fake story, and I laughed. So I remember laughing. I was like, that's perfect. He just does making shit up as he goes along. The third one, he was about to tell exactly. Batman, so the third, the third one, he, he tells Batman, but he's but he's like, he's like, hey. Did you hear? But he says it like, "Hey, did you hear the story about how I got like these scars?" He he starts almost like he's gonna say it, like, "Yeah, I already yeah. said the story twice, you know." Like, yeah. I'm gonna say it, like, "Hey, do you want to know how I got these scars?" Like, he says it like, "Like, hey, by the way, while I got you here, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, like, yeah. and it, it's gold." And I love the but the, what, what I meant to go is I love the ongoingness of it because the first time is super serious and it's just like guys real serious you don't even know right and yeah. the second time he's just uh-huh. like by the way i'm making this up if you didn't get this yet right yeah and then the third time is just like hey you want to hear something and it's like it's one of those like it's just and it's fucking gold and i love the the the, the, the lead up to it yeah it's a, it's a joke it, right. it's it's fantastic and it sets up and it sets, it's just a it's a great setup and if you watch it you you, you appreciate it when you catch it I mean, I, I caught it the first time when I was like, did he do that for real? Yeah. And I was, you know, obviously rewatching it. It was like, okay, yeah, he did. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, there's nothing about this version of Joker I would change. It's really, Although really it unkind. is, in the beginning, you're just like, oh, wow, he's really going for it. Like, the, that talking, the smacking of the lips and stuff like that, right? Because yeah. it is like, you're not expecting it. Um, and then finally, when you get it, you're like, oh, okay. Like, it's, it's not, you're, you're selling it. You're selling it. It's 100% sold. Just, yeah, and the camera loves him too. Like, there's a lot of cutaways with him, just little, little quick shots. Yeah, uh, my favorite being when he sticks his head out the window <laughs> when he escapes from. The oh jail. yeah, like a dog enjoying the yep. fucking air yeah. and shit. That's I, the, I like, think the I think my favorite is when, shot. when he's leaving the hospital and he's <laughs> and, he the, like, and the detonator is not working. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, what's going on? Like, what, that's all I got. <laughs> that yeah. was actually like a like he played it off perfectly because that it was supposed to actually go off. As he hit it, and it just didn't. I heard about that. That that he just improv that that it was a mistake. That he was it was supposed to go off the first time, but it didn't. Yeah. Um, cool. But who knows? One of those things you'll never know. You know, because I mean, Nolan or someone, the AD could have just done it on purpose to see what he done. <laughs> could have been a joke, even like a, for oh, it's just for the real gag. But nope, it's in the movie. Um, we can only blow it up once. I, I think I was about to go there. I was. I, ho- I just hope someone told them, guys. We can only do this shot once. Yeah, and we you could tell. You could tell that those explosions are real. Like they're they're not at all CG. That's another thing I like about Nolan. He tries to do as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but stunt, that's like, but that's exactly what makes movies like this iconic. That's what makes these movies. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what people don't get. Like man, some things you can't cut corners to, man. You yeah. can't. You just can't cut the corners on some things. And these are those are the things. 
That's what. That's what. But let's do it in general. <laughs> Nolan movies are are prime for that. You know. Yeah, but you well, you open. Go ahead. No, you know how he got the scars. He cut the corners. <laughs> that's stupid. So, nothing. You didn't have nothing of value. Got it. Um, <laughs> Um, but that leads me to something that is a, a, a more of a, not a diss, that's not the right word, something um, critical about the movie, is that if you look at that scene now, I've seen this movie, like like Luke and I have admitted a dozen times, maybe more. Um, if you look at that scene when he's the detonating thing, you know, uh, you could tell that those explosions are real. They're on a, play, they're on a set, it's a controlled explosion or a series of explosions. Um, and if you look, at, in, like if you look uh, closely, at those explosions, as I have over the watches, over the mini watches, um, you can tell it's pretty fake and, and weird. It doesn't make sense. Like, the explosions come from different little areas that don't make sense at all. Like, no one will put explosives there. And the rubble looks fake, too. It looks like, you know, they're blowing up set design. They're not blowing up street or hospital, right? <laughs> it's not hospital debris. It is just made-up debris, you know? So, but, like, obviously, the first, you know, few times you see this movie, especially the first time, you're just watching it and, and like, experiencing it. You, you just know the explosion is there. You're not going to look intense. You're looking at him, right, mainly. Um, but I think that that is also, like, kind of what the movie is. Like, this movie is much more blockbustery than it is a, like, a tight, scripted, storytelling movie. Like, it doesn't... It has more broad strokes than detailed strokes. And one of those examples is they might overestimate. I don't want to say overestimate. Maybe that's not the right word. Maybe they they overdo it on Joker's intelligence. Like there's some of, some of that stuff that goes on in the movie that doesn't seem to make sense if you think about it. And, for example, my main one that I always go to in my head is uh, when he predicts that, uh, that the helicopters will come through that street. So they can do the wire thing, you know, when he's on the truck chasing the SWAT, the SWAT uh, truck, yeah, um, and uh, to stop the helicopter from approaching. Um, it seems like okay, you, there's a lot you can kind of predict, but no, you can't predict everything. Yeah. It seems like he, they, like the movie, kind of doesn't want you to think about it. It looks cool, and again, I didn't think about it the first few times I saw it, but like after a while, you're like, okay, they're overdoing. He's, I mean. How can he predict this much in advance that he'd be held there, that with uh, this thing will happen there? You get this guy arrested at this exact time. You know which cop is going to take Rachel home? Like, I mean, or like the other cop is going to take Dent home? Like, uh, why wouldn't I mean, he be surrounded by others? It seems like, it, okay. Are they kind of on his payroll, though? They're on the, well, on the mob's payroll. Uh, but not everyone is. But these two are. The girl, Ramirez, and the guy who dies at the bar uh, that Dent kills. Um, we know those two are. We don't really know of anyone else. As far as I know. I mean, I don't think I'm wrong in there. Uh, I think I'm right. Because um, I know in the first movie, everyone's corrupt. Every motherfucker is. And I'm not saying that no one is in this movie, like, beyond those two. But, like, that's the implication the movie gives. Anyway, whatever. The point is is that, like, the movie kind of just does a lot of shortcuts. And it's fine because it's a black, it's like a, it's like a broad stroke idea. You're not supposed to look that intent. But, like, I feel like just like at that rubble scene... With the explosions, I think that the more you look into it, the more like you question Joker's like plans. All of his plans seemingly are too perfect. You know, they go too perfectly right. Even predicting Batman's behavior, which he knew he'd be like a bro- like a hammer, like when he's in that interrogation scene, he knows he's gonna get beat up. Like that one, I bought more, but because uh, Batman, you know, Batman's more of a of a hammer. He's just a brute force kind of guy. He just beats it out of the, his people, like <laughs> uh, his. Uh, right. 
of his criminals. You know, he's like, uh, that's why I love about this movie. Like, wh what do you do with someone that doesn't even want to keep the diamonds or, or give a shit if you beat him up? Like, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. What are you going to do then? He's giving you nothing. What are you going to do? Nothing. You can't do anything. Um, <laughs> laugh at the pain. <laughs> laugh at the pain. But ultimately, what wins the day for Batman is his money, right? He can invent this machine that Fox uses to find and catch him. Yep. <laughs> right? That's really what saves the day. Because <laughs> otherwise... Uh, money will team, save us all. Right. That's what we never... I Come mean, on, Elon. Yeah, right, right. Money will save us all. I mean, like, it seems like all those hostages would have been killed, and those boats he would have blown up himself, even if they didn't blow themselves up. Um, but yeah, but I love the morality stuff, though. There's so much of that, you know, from that cop that almost kills Dent in the cop car. Was it Dent? No, no, it wasn't Dent. It was uh, the whistleblower, the snitch from Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, from all that stuff, like, it all shows a really good, like, like, yeah, what would you do in that situation? If you had a family member in the hospital and you all know the Joker doesn't go, you know, doesn't ever like go back on his word, uh, do you try to kill that guy? I mean, you can understand why anyone would, right? A mob rule would say, yeah, why right. would I want a hospital to get blown up, right? right. Um, yeah, and same thing with the boat thing. I thought all those were kind of a fun, like, fun story, like, fun morality stuff. I, I really like that stuff. Do you guys like that stuff, or do you guys find it ho hokey? No, 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 I dig it a lot. Because I can see people seeing it as hokey, but I, I just didn't, <laughs> personally. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that stuff. Um, there's one thing about the morality stuff that I didn't like. I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, oh, yeah. I, I don't like this, and a lot of movies do this. Um, I don't like it when they say, like, reveal your identity or people die. And they blame him for it. I'm like, I don't. Yeah, I don't like that. I never liked that in movies. It doesn't seem like they ever flesh it out fully, and this movie doesn't flesh it out fully either. But like, they just ask the question and expect people to understand. Like, yeah, everyone wants him to reveal his true identity because they don't want people to die, as if that's actually going to stop him from dying, and also not his fault. This guy is killing them, not Batman. What do you care? Like, right. not that. Why do you care? But like, why is it on him to? You know, uh, it seems a little sketchy. I never liked that. That was always like a dumb surface level thing. I don't know. I never liked that. But uh, that's just me. But the movie forces it in. All right. Anything else on The Dark Knight for now? Nope. I nope. don't have anything else. I was trying to think. Um, Team Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, you know what? I will say something. I do have something else to think. Uh, I feel like the next movie, because we're about to get into it, could have literally just been all avoided had Alfred just given her the letter. Huh. All avoided. Well, that's a good segue. Oh, a good movie. chunk. How? Explain. How How would it have been avoided? Oh, oh, yeah, all avoided, like you said. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> just eight years later, he would have got over it. He would have been able to do something as Bruce Wayne. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you mean not he, been a recluse? Yes. Yeah. I okay. mean, he probably would have been a recluse for like a couple years, but not for fucking eight a years. A couple years, like yeah. while, he, while he heals, right from the gun yeah, gun. while he heals or while he yeah, for sure, at least makes up a cover story. You know, By the way, the did Alfred perform through. surgery on him? How did he heal? I'm sure they hired some rent doctor or something. Oh, I also, I think uh, technically Alfred is like a medical doctor back in like uh, his oh, like a military doctor. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, okay, maybe you're right. Okay, so, anyway, carry on. I mean. <laughs> 
maybe he doesn't have the steadiest of hands, but anyway. Um, no. But yeah, the Dark Knight Rises, it's eight years later, and he's a fucking mopey bitch. Um, yeah. And he it would have been avoided, and literally there's, he comes up like three times until he fucking finally, uh, what's his name, uh, has to tell him. Fucking Michael Caine, Alfred has to tell him, like, bro, listen, man, there was a letter, let's say there was a letter, and it said she didn't fucking love you anymore, but she did, slash, I wasn't gonna be with you anyway. You know, like, and then he gets shunted out. Doesn't believe him, it's too late. Right, he gets shunted out, it's too late. It's 100% too late. And yeah, I would like, just kept the letter, just hit it, if you don't want to show it to him then, sure, don't show right. it. Right, like, yeah, I, I don't know. That's, like, probably Alfred's biggest mistake. Well, also babying him too much throughout the whole thing, really. Well, that's a percent, yes. But that's Alfred's like, biggest mistake is this. Like, this is all a ridiculous... I mean, he could have been killed. It was so, I mean, all in the day one. Like, it's all a ridiculous idea. Everyone should know, vigilantism, it's not really an answer to anything. Right. Well, I mean, you're a billionaire, knows. you know, absolutely. Even then, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't mean a lot, but okay. Um, yeah, it does take him far, sure. Like I said, it's the most realistic version. doesn't mean it's real. Or realistic, actually. Um, okay, I buy that. But without that, uh, but yeah. Uh, not to say that Bane and Shea wouldn't come in, but um, I would say yeah. I, I love this opening. I mean, I love the bank robbery thing in the, in the Dark Knight, of course. I'd love that. But I also really love this plane heist. It's kind of cool, right? I mean, what do you guys think of this? I don't know. I found it cool. We're on to Dark Knight Rises now, then, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. It, it is fun. And it's also... Uh... How do I call it? You, I don't know. But at the same time, I feel like you're already expecting the unexpected. You know, coming mm. from the Dark Knight, mm. you're always expecting the unexpected. So in this one, you're expecting the unexpected with whatever this gonna have was gonna happen. But I love how it works, and I also it does feel a little like bottle esque thing when they break the plate because they're holding it. You know, like they, they break yeah, the wings the, off and everything yeah. off. But it just feels like oh, okay. Well, we're, well the wind breaks the wings off. The wings off. <laughs> Is the wind that blows it off that breaks it apart? Well, they have it like also like hooked onto the. Yeah, yeah, like, no, the hooking yeah. end, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I remember. I remember uh, audiences were laughing when they heard the Bane voice. It was. It's. It's weird. It's. It's funny. Um, yeah. am, am I? I mean, it's not. I'm not crazy, right? It's kind of like ridiculous a little bit, right? No, actually, I didn't like it when I first saw it the first time, um, for the main reason of the fact that I didn't have subtitles because I didn't understand a lot of the words he said. Okay, so you're like me in a sense. I was very much like you, at least the first time when I saw it. And I did feel first viewing of this movie was this is the less than than all of them, in my opinion. So when that's the less than of the three. The, when I first saw this movie, so when I first like the, my first viewing of this movie, I was like, this is the less than of all three of them. Got it. That's the worst. Uh, Got it. Yeah, the worst one. Uh, I thought it wasn't bad. It's just. It wasn't as good as the other two, uh, but then going, I think it's, I've only seen this movie like three times, four times, four times. Sure, um, I think so. Thinking about it though, like it's a, actually a really good movie, and I love how it's set up, especially coming from part one. Um, it's just really just little things that just kind of bothered me. I guess um, I just didn't understand. I guess the pacing, I had a problem because I feel like the movie's just so long. And it's only 10 or 12 more minutes than the other movies. <laughs> but it's like, it's almost three hours. It's 16 minutes shy of three hours, you know? So like, yeah. It's, it is like, 
I don't know. There's a, there's so much going on, and there's a problem with time in the movie where there's like a lot of time being skipped. You don't know where you are. That's little things like that also that just bother me about the movie. Um, they're setting up somebody who they don't really do enough. There's a, there's a bothersome in that as well with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, yeah, that that stuff feels like kind of like sh- like too much. They were doing too much. Yeah, that well, was like shoehorned in, and it's like right, they, they didn't go like, anywhere with it. Well, I feel like you're doing too much, but then you didn't do anything. That's the problem. That's the problem I have with the, with that fucking character. Like you do a lot, but you don't do enough. Like so, it's just annoying. You know, like that's just that's just annoying. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. And there's like those little things that bother me about this movie, and I have more bothers that. Not that, not that good, but like the, the, the other movies. I don't have as many nitpicks in the other movies. Yeah, no, this is the most problematic of all three. Um, I still prefer this over the first one, only because there's, I think I just like the... It's just more entertaining. Well, it um, is more entertaining. I, I would say, uh, yeah, I would agree with you completely. And I just... What I really, what really makes the movie is just the, the, the amazing full-circle connection of like... Razor Ghoul's legacy Rosa, thing. Ghoul, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, it. That's, like, that's, the, that's what makes the movie really really good. Like huh. that that whole connection is is a, it's a fantastic three, trilogy setup. But you could tell this probably wasn't the main thing that was supposed to happen. There was probably something else that was supposed to go along with this movie, in my opinion, that led to all of those things. I think the movie would have been similar, but not. I think I think I think they were going to have the Joker again. It just makes more sense to have him again in some type of way. Locked up or whatever, in some type of way. Um, but yeah, but that's besides the point. But I, I do have like the most problems like I said, with, the, with this movie, and there's like a lot of time spent in like, I don't know. I feel like we, like we have to get him to like leave. Like there's a lot of I don't know. It's just a lot of things with him being in the hole and all that shit. Older, but yeah. Hole, no, in the hole, in the hole, not old. Oh, okay, my bad. Um. Yeah, no, I think that, that, yeah, I don't know, something that they changed something, right, for sure. And they also introduce, um, you know, like the corruption or greediness, selfishness, that kind of that kind of thing on a bigger scale is always going to be there. Um, not to say that Batman should be chasing white-collar crime, but there's, you know, they introduce uh, Gotham's stock market thing, they introduce some other conglomerate businessmen that isn't just Bruce Wayne, um, yeah. and they're up to some shady shit. Uh, which starts the whole ball rolling as to the infiltration of Gotham at this right. at this level. Um, you know, Daggett, Ben Mendelsohn being like a, a snivelly bastard as always. He plays it well. Um, yeah, all that stuff is like you, you know, it's uh, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Like um, with what you were saying, Rafa, about like um, how this trilogy feels like a, a nice, nice ending is to connect it to the beginning. Where, like the corruption of Gotham, the the sinfulness of uh, Gotham, the the dirtiness of Gotham is what leads to his own demise, and that's what Ra's al Ghul tried to do in the first one. Again, yeah. more bluntly, and this one they do it. I mean, more expansively, of course, but they 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 infiltrate for a while first, you know, and then they do all this other stuff. You know what's they, funny is that yeah. I think, though, and obviously it's complete spoilers, but like um, I think Rachel Ghul would have left Gotham alone. Seeing what bat, as long as Batman was keeping everything at bay, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, or as yeah. long as any threat was mitigated, and I think this is just done purely for revenge sake, right? Uh, by uh, by what's her name? Talia. Miranda. 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 Talia, right? Yeah, well, I said uh, 
Yeah, it's Halloween. But yeah, done by her. By uh, it's for revenge sake of like, yes, I am technically finishing my father's mission, original mission, but I also feel like he would have changed his mind. But like, no, I somebody managed to change the the thing because it was changed. Yeah, I mean, the, was was yeah. changed. Even if it was a lie, it doesn't matter. It was it doesn't matter. It was changed. Like it, I hate to say it, they did a complete one eighty on the fucking city. So it would have. I think it would have been because that's the whole purpose of them to do. You know, the reason the the League of Shadows exists according to racial goal. Um, huh, right. So yeah. Anyways, besides course, course correct humanity one yeah, city yeah. at a time. Um, you know, uh, one yeah. at a time. Right. And I would say that there's two big differences between uh, Joker and uh, as a villain and, and the villains in this movie, uh, by which I mean Bane and Talia, is that um, Joker is smarter, but he's alone. These guys are not as smart, but they have an ideal, and that means followers. They have an army that will literally die for them, die for the cause, so to speak. Die for them and the cause, meaning the same thing, I guess. Um, but... Uh, the adding revenge to the mix is their downfall because like even yeah. even like it's just, even as a single one scene the best the best example in dark knight rises that i could come up with is when when talia reveals or miranda reveals herself as talia yeah. after stabbing uh, uh bruce right or batman into the into his side she monologues and her monologuing prevents her from blowing up the city <laughs> Yeah, very much so. Well, not right. only that, but like also, there was foretold. Uh, I don't know when did you guys figure out it was her. She wasn't part. Of, she wasn't good. Oh no! I uh, was, when uh, she stabbed him. Yeah, when she stabbed him is when I figured it out. Yeah. Oh really? So it's you don't you didn't get in the scene when uh, it's the scene right before. It's like the door two scenes right before where they go mark the car and they go get to the marked car and the marked car is the right one and she's the one who marked the car. She's the one who said, "Yeah, this is the one with it." Oh no! I know I missed it. It was just all happening way too fast, bro. The first time I saw it, yeah. Oh, so like, I missed. So the, I, I don't know what was going on half the time because like, oh, oh, I'm trying to follow like four different things going on. No, I that, that's that's so that's the same problem I had with the first first viewing. But like, mm-hmm. obviously, like because I was just I just finished watching that one today. If you caught uh, it, kudos, but I did not. No, 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 no. I, I didn't catch it the first time. No, because I I would agree with with you. The first time I'm watching this, I was like, what the? F- There's so much going on. He just got out. I'm doing this like having his thing, Batman's having it to get right. woman and uh, uh, Dick Grayson, whatever his name. Yeah, right. It's just like John Blake. Yeah, whatever. John Blake. Yeah. They just did that to fuck with the uh, fan base. You know, that's all. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. She's called Dick the whole time. They should have. Yeah, Richard Dickinson. Yeah, I'll call him Richard. Short for Rich, not a big deal. Exactly. Still, you know, they should have just done that. I don't know what this whole fake name shit is. It's a dumb thing. That was so shoehorned then. You're, I mean, yeah, you're, I hated that part. Or, or the whole thing like, oh, you visited the orphanage and I knew who you were. Yeah, what's up with that? Everyone, it seems like way no. too many people know. Yeah, that was, that's another problem with the movie also. Like, yeah, I just, uh, I saw right through your whole facade or smile. Yeah. Like, oh, you're 10 or you're like 14 or whatever. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, so I'm, oh my God, the orphanage is going to get hot water? Hell yeah. Right. Get yeah. that money, you rich fuck. Right. More than one pizza? Sweet. Right. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, this is way more problematic. Uh, the, the broad strokes are really broader. Like, and, the, and they try to be more specific and they can't. There's too many characters also. Like, you know, there's a, the, new, the new blood of, uh, of uh, policemen. Like, uh, I don't want to say commander. I would say commissioner. Gordon's commissioner Gordon. But like, 
you know, the ones under him that that I've only known peacetime, whatever his name was, uh, the guy that dies at the end during the big battle. I don't know. I don't remember. But they choose all these other cops and lieutenants or commanders. And, like, on top of that, they... You're talking about Foley. Fo- uh, sure. I don't remember his name at all. Sorry. Uh, Matthew Bodine. Just carries me. Matthew Bodine. Yeah, I know I know the actor's name. But I don't remember. Um, yeah. yeah. From Stranger Things. Um, there, there is a lot of going on. They choose so many characters. Yeah. Matt Mendelssohn's character... Uh, I do like that uh, that criminality is down so much that uh, uh, League of Shadows can't infiltrate Gotham through crime anymore. They have to do it through white collar crime, <laughs> through yeah. like businesses. I like that. That was kind of funny. It's like they have no other recourse, right? As in, you know, but uh, hey, that works like a charm though. So what do I care? Um, but I like how Alfred kind of knew that Bruce Wayne was going to get killed. Or I mean. He didn't, but like so close, right? I mean, we sh- again, that's part of the revenge thing that they shouldn't have done, right? Yeah, that's that's revenge. That's enjoying revenge too much. They should just kill them when they broke his back, right? Right? I mean, yeah, nothing would have. When you got him down, it. that's when you got to take it. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't monologue. Oh right. my god, so much. I mean, I love that battle, but I also hate that like, how much talk there is. It may it's just me. Is it just me? I mean, I get a little bit of it, but like. It's too much talking, right? It is. That's a lot. It's like my favorite scene, give or take, of the movie, because it it means it means more to have his back broken. I know it means a lot in the comic books. I think that's a thing that Bane does, right? In uh, graphic it, it is very much so, yes. Um, but also, like it's it's more of a it's a symbol being broken too. Like it goes both ways, right? So like it works so much in that sense, but also like so much talking during it that I feel like it takes it away a little. Right? How do you guys feel? Uh, yeah, I I do feel like it takes away a little bit, a little bit, all the self talking, especially like I just I just think Bates full of shit, especially when he starts <laughs> talking about like this is your city, you know, and bullshit, 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 mm. and it's just like, dude, you're lying, like what the fuck? And I I love I think Gordon is my favorite character in this in this in this movie. Although Gordon does a great job in all three movies, in my opinion, especially well, you know. It is Gary Oldman. Yeah. yeah, he is an he old man. Yeah, but besides the point, <laughs> and he gets older as we go along. Um, he's competing as who's older, Morgan Freeman or Gary Oldman. Um, but besides that, he's uh, he. I think he, I, he's like the voice of like shut up, babe. Like in the movie, because he's always telling him like he's just a guy. Like he's like he's fuck him. Like he's just being a he's just an asshole. He's actually not holding the trigger. He's doing something else, you know. And it's true. He's he calls him out on it a hundred percent. But no one wants to back up, you know, no one wants to... No one no believes one it, to, right? Everyone just like, oh yeah, some citizen has the trick. What are you talking about? I never would have believed that. That's like the, the thing I said about the Dark Knight, about everyone believing that it's Batman's fault for not revealing his identity because the Joker right. will kill again. Like right. the same kind of idea, right? Um, which yeah. I also didn't like. I didn't like that either. You know, uh, the power of the Dark Knight, right, has led to, you know, Matt, everyone, believe, audiences believe that, or cement the idea that uh, Joker is the arch nemesis of Batman. That's how good it was. Do you believe that um, this movie made Bane less ridiculous or be seen as, as a serious villain for Batman? Wait, re say that question again? Because I, I think I Do we believe that, that uh, do we, now, this movie shows Bane to be a serious foe? Mm-hmm. A serious and a strong ass fall. He's a big bulk. I mean, Tom Hardy is fucking he, he can, uh, warrior he's alone. He's a lot right? of muscle. He's a he can. Bronson and Warrior has led him to this, right? <laughs> um. Anyway, 
do we think that this movie made Bane to be more of a serious uh, a villain for Batman, or did it not work? Ooh, I, I, because uh, the Batman. Forever, I think they tried to. But I think how the movie went. I mean, the answer is no. It was a simple. So <laughs> how the movie went, people like he was such like a a joke after the movie, and, like how we make fun of his voice and everything like that, you know. So he didn't get that impact. Yeah, I I feel like um, so in a similar thing. So like, <laughs> I hate to say it because like they tried a hundred percent to make him a more serious like. I'm not just a henchman, or I'm not just a, not a henchman because he's obviously more than that. I'm not just a, uh, a sidekick, I guess, for a villain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the end of the, sh- the end of the movie is like, oh yeah, I'm a sidekick. It, it's revealed that he's a sidekick, like, like, like Poison Ivy, right? Just yeah. like Poison Ivy, yeah. yeah. And it yeah. and it just and it's just like poor guy. Even the answer, the whole, yeah, the answer was no. You're right. No, the answer is no, okay, but no. it's just so funny to have that though. Like when you think when you think about it that way. You're yeah. like, poor guy. You think like, the whole movie is like, wow, Bane's this strong? I never thought. I mean, yeah, physically, I guess he's always been stronger. But I like, mean, I'm glad he doesn't have cables and shit. But yeah, right, exactly. I didn't thought basically he he's just be... a really, really uh, he's a League of Shadows version uh, level fighter. That's really what yeah, it is. right. That's what it is. Yeah, but he's not he's not as smart as Batman is. He's not as smart as all these other people are. Who's the, the, the brains behind the operation? He's as smart as his, as his ideals are, not like that he is. Very much so, yeah, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talia is a real mastermind there. Ex- like and, the that's, and that's the, that's the, the whole thing, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, I would have loved to see her fight. I know that that actress doesn't do that. Uh, what's her name? She has a French name. What's her name? Um, who plays Talia? Does anyone have the idea? Oh, um, I always forget that girl's name. Marianne Cotillard or some shit. Marianne Cotillard. Cotillard. Um, call it her. Call it Yeah, definitely. Call it. Let's keep butchering, you know? Let's keep butcher going. these guys. Let's uh-huh. keep going. I'm just going to stop. Cotillard. Yeah, I, I was, I was uh, sarcasm. Um, I know that loves making her a bad guy, by the way. Inception being the fucking crazy wife that jumps off the thing. Um, Macbeth? Lady Macbeth. Lady Macbeth, basically. Um, just saying. He loves putting Marion Cotillard in the villainous kind of scene uh, eyeball. Um, oh, she literally pulled the Lady Macbeth. And trying to kill Ellen Page, too, in a dream. Um, all that happens. Oh, what was yeah. I say about it? yeah, she's the brains and he's a brawn. Uh, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, like especially movies after this or TV shows after this, like Joker is still seen very powerfully so. Like he's still oh. like no one fucks with them. Everyone knows his place in as an arch nemesis of Batman and super smart, super mysterious as to his past and all that. The only time they actually make fun or they or they put him down in something after this, after this trilogy for Joker is in Harley Quinn show. The only time they actually put him down. And that's because of Harley Quinn's point of view of that, because uh, she, that's a very toxic relationship. She has to move on. And he's seen way more, um, what do you call it, possessive and stupid as a Joker, right? Like he has flaws and mistakes that are different than we were used to seeing. Meanwhile, Bane is always seen pretty ridiculous <laughs> after this point. Um uh, except for maybe, except for graphic, I'm sure graphic novels and comic books do it differently every once in a while. I don't know what they do. I'm just saying that in, in TV shows that I've seen and in the movies I've seen, um, yeah, Bane does not look anybody. Uh, this is the best he looks. And he's still the number two of someone else. Right? Is that the. Yeah. 
That's what yeah, I'm I, I would have a thousand percent agree with you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Bane's always been used as uh, extra, more like uh, I'm going to use him to stop or hold Batman back because I know I can beat him in a fight, you know. And it's just like, while it's going to disrupt them, we're going to use Bane as that as that fact. Bane was always like a top tier grunt for me. Like <laughs> I want the best grunt money can buy. Bane. Bane. More like a mercenary <laughs> then, right? Which is kind of true when they were trying to make Bane, right? Isn't that what yeah. it was? They were trying to make him a bunch of soldiers like him. So. Oh, is that true? I have no idea. I think that's Bane's technically origin story. So yeah. I don't even know what to... I mean, I would say that this these movies, you know, now that we're acting... I mean, getting into more of a overall of Batman, uh, of Batman lore, is that these movies, these three movies, they kind of like definitely reinterpret everyone's original story, except for Batman. Right, everyone's origin story is way different than what we've seen in, in TV shows and movies and books. Right? Yeah, how was this? Like they they reinvent everything. Like like um, in the real world, in this in this real world of the trilogy, um, Two Face wouldn't really exist as a as a as a mob crime boss. He couldn't exist that way. No, you know, um, he he can only be a, a villain if uh, if the soul for Gotham hangs in the balance. Right. Like that only makes sense in that sense. Like as publicity, like no one can know that he's doing these awful things coming in as a as a white knight, right? Like that makes sense. But he can only be a, a nemesis or a villain that night, one night only, right? Kind of villain. Like, right. Um, he's almost like Joker's henchman in a weird way, like a product of Joker. It isn't like, you know, he's just pissed off. Yeah, he's just understandably pissed off, but still pissed off. And also, like, I didn't really get uh, how his face would actually look that way. A little too clean on that half face. A little too clean. Um, a perfectly... That per- that fire was perfect. The, the fire did it just right. Also, I don't think he could actually survive being out there like that. I mean... No. Right? No. Yeah, no, I agree. No one really talks about that, really, but that's no also, like, impo- that's a broad stroke. That's another, like, oh, don't think about it too much. Yeah, kind of thing, but um, this one also feels a little similar with, uh, well, not the League of Shadows. It just seems like were they done or were they not done? You know, it feels like I, I know you like the like you like how it ties back to the first one off. I kind of didn't. I kind of wanted something new or something, even, even if it was vengeance driven. Why did it have to be League of Shadows? Why did it have to be the whole Gotham? I mean, I know go bigger is what they want to do in movies, but I feel like. The whole neutron, the whole nuclear bomb thing, or neutron bomb, whatever, felt like it was overdone. Like, I, why does it have to be Gotham again? Why can't you just like try to go? Gotham's after? the root of all evil, apparently. No, it's not. Um, well, sure, shit in Metropolis. Well, it's not anymore. Um, anyway, not as much anymore. Anyway, I feel like they should destroy every city they encounter because it's every city well, in this universe. Well, it's I, Gotham honestly, and I, I everything honestly, else. I honestly feel like they were just gonna die. They were gonna die in the city along with them. And oh yeah, she was. She was, was, was gonna press that button. She it was, was just gonna fulfill. Right. It was just gonna fulfill the destined uh, the thing her father wanted. That's it. That's all it was. Yeah, but it seems like it was also like their ideals. Like they had this stuff. Otherwise, that army wouldn't follow them if it was just a revenge thing. You know what I mean? They. It's like they had to have both. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. I'm just saying. <laughs> you you make a cult, people will follow. <laughs> what? Say like at the beginning, is, is that like, they're expecting one of us to be in the wreckage. <laughs> That's right. I will stay and let, I'm fucking dying this wreckage of a plane. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, okay, damn, that's some far. Yeah, right. Far like, th- that for me said, like, okay, these guys are into it. Says, so, yeah, this is my time to die for this sole purpose. Yep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> drink the Kool-Aid. Drink the Kool-Aid. Dude, they drank it. They they really did. Um, I also liked how the, 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 the whole thing really stays in Gotham. There's, so, there's a few times where the, the movie almost goes above, like beyond Gotham to the president. But it's more of a screen of the president through some. Yeah. It's still in Gotham. Like the movie's very strict and regimented that way, right? By the, uh, by the way, I was still expecting, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nixon. I always expect Nixon. As the president. Why do you always expect Nixon? He's the best know. one. I don't know. About I don't that. know about that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, like how we both were like, I don't know about that. Yeah, he's not. What are you trying to reveal to us? What's going to happen on this trip? That's what I'm questioning. Um, okay. Um, beyond that, uh, you know, um, let's talk about more of the isms. So, like, we talked about some of them already. One of them is that in the very first movie, uh, they have the classical, like, play the piano to open the secret door. I they love have, that. Oh, I yeah. That's, that. I, I, I that's Adam West level. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's perfect. definitely a... A call I, have a back to I have a shit ton of money. Let's do something. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I like how this movie, and I haven't seen it in many others, but m- maybe correct me if I'm wrong, Ralph. Um, he has multiple back caves. Yes. Thank you. He does have multiple back caves. No, th- it happens to be by accident because he burns the first one down, and the second one he's using a different place. Like, we never see the manor. It's in shambles, right? Yeah. It's, uh, by, it's like this penthouse combo with this warehouse Right thing he has. I don't really know what it is. Yeah, that, and, um, yeah. yeah. That was and more then, like a secret hiding place. Yeah, I guess. And <laughs> in the middle of, and then, and then, but in the third movie, he uses that as a fallback because obviously Bane wouldn't know that he has a secondary back cave, oh. right, to get his equipment back and his suit back because he lost all that when when he broke his back and shit, right? Right. Um, supposedly his armory and stuff. So I'm like, oh, that's how he gets it. That's kind of cool, right? That's kind of cool. They bring it back, but also, is this is this the first time we see that multiple back caves? Ah, uh, that I can think of. Yeah, right? I feel like that's true. Yeah, I always felt like he just expanded his back cave. I feel like in the Arkham video game series, there might have been a few other. I feel like there was another, like two back caves, almost, or another, or like a series of like, um, like. I don't want to say dead drops. That's not the right term, but like other places where he had like some essentials. Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I might be wrong there, but I think it's maybe it's because of the game. It's but, like Spider-Man's backpacks all over uh, New York. <laughs> with clothes, but yeah, he's got yeah. money. But he's got a lot of money. But he's so. got money. So, he's got so he owns the building rooms, that the backpack right? is on, right? Yeah. That's super great. That's Bruce Wayne. Super great. Right. Right. Um, now, uh, what do we do? Do we have like a hankering? Like, do we wish like a different set of villains? Would you have wanted to see in this world, living in this world of like set pseudo realism? I want a penguin, and I, I want a poison ivy. Poison ivy is kind of hard to do because without you know being realistic, I'm saying poison ivy isn't, isn't easy as much as easy, isn't as easy as people think it is. The best I can see it is that she's an assassin that uses natural toxins or something like that. Like that. That's or, the best know, I can hey, see. we destroy Gotham, and I'm gonna make it a big old forest. Hmm. Well, that means I have to destroy Gotham. To that. Ooh, that means. So this is like Batman failing. You mean like is that what you mean? Um, so uh, I could see her being with Bane. I do, I do miss. I did miss the the, te- the great detective. He wasn't a, a great detective in the third one, no. just in the second one, really. Yeah, um, I did miss that though. Do you think he figured out hmm, when was the last time I showered? Sitting in this chair for so long. 
yeah. being recluse. No. Yeah, the whole thing of being... He was very much... Uh, what's the name? Howard Hughes it, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the first thing you said before the Poison Ivy? Is there something else? Penguin? Oh, Penguin? I mean, uh, I mean, not to too, I mean, not to go too far ahead, but isn't like the Batman kind of showing a realistic Penguin? Yeah. I would say. This. So we're getting that already, is my point. Oh, but I'm talking about in the Dolan universe. Oh yeah, no, I'm mean, saying in a pseudo realism like kind of thing, but yeah, in the Nolan, fine Nolan universe, Penguin, sure, okay, um, and Mister Freeze. That's I don't. Ice to meet. That's you. the hardest. One. No, no puns, man. No, no puns at all. No, it's not gonna work. It's not He's, funny. It's he can't hold the he can't hold the city hostage to do research. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. Um. Last thing, uh, last thing I want to talk about is Catwoman because Catwoman is super prominent in all the in a lot of the movies and shows and stuff like that. Not only because he is like she is a she's like Harley Quinn in a way where she doesn't really kill unless she has to. She's just there to steal. She's like uh, she is a villain with a with a with a mask and all that and an identity, but like isn't like out for destruction. Isn't out to murder, rape, and kill like kind of thing. She's you know so. But also on top of that, she also happens to be a, a lover of Batman, right? Like they they get it on in a few of the movies, including this one. What do you think of her? I like her. I like the character. I like this Catwoman. I like the Catwoman who's already established, who she's already been doing all this jewel thief stuff. She steals from you know sets up the whole plot line with uh, stealing from Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I even like. Uh, I even don't mind the ending where they're together. Um, oh man, I have that ending. Spoilers. Like, I said I don't mind it. What the fuck? The whole thing is spoilers. Um, yeah, I said I don't mind it, but anyways. Uh, but everything else, just like uh, as the character is uh, of Catwoman, Catwoman is, yeah, it's always supposed to, I, I, the way I've always seen it is supposed to be like kind of like really into Batman. Um, and they do help each other a lot, you know. Um, but it's always been one of it's always been one of those things where they've never been able to do something about it, you know. So yeah, yeah. It's like show up on if it's beneficial to her. Like if she could get in, into this building, the Batman and, needs to get in so she can. Right. It's like it's like a mutual understanding of like, listen, don't do anything further than you need to, and I won't, and I'll stop you whenever I can. You know, like you can get away with shit in other cities because I don't care. But if you don't do it in Gotham, kind of shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, at least not on my radar. Not to the extent of my radar. You know? What are you going to say, Luke? I like how when they, they were fighting together side by side, and he's like, no guns. Like, can't kill nobody. You got to fight by my rules, though. Yeah. And where's the fun in that? <laughs> uh, I also like how, not like, I don't think I saw much of a cat. She has a cat around the, her apartment, I think, once. But, like, very little. It's like a subtle cat woman. Because uh, she doesn't dress like a cat either. It's just that when well, she, she puts her goggles up, it looks like a cat. She's a cat burglar. Yeah, but not, you know what I'm really? saying? Like, I like how the movie is much more subtle about her. No, I agree, movie. I agree. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. I, She's not a crazy cat lady. Like they always Whatever Bane is, she is the opposite. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't even know what his problem is. Like, is he beat up so much that he can't talk normal? I don't Or breathe normal without a thing on? Like, how do he survive without it for a while? In that uh, backstory, you think about Bane? Yeah. Oh, the thing. Yeah, the mask thing. Anyway, doesn't matter. 
Um, one thing I didn't like about the movie that was kind of dragging is that um, <clears throat> the prison stuff. Dude, I, I agree with you 100%. It dragged. He, he tried three times. On the third time, he got it through, but just once. Well, you know, video game logic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess. No, I just thought it was overdone. Uh, that, you could shave those extra 12 minutes from the last movie, whatever, however long that one was, um, by taking that out. And lastly, the end, I, I feel like, should we have seen Batman die? Would that have been more, more like, better? Or do we do we actually like this ending? No, because Batman, uh, Batman Beyond. What do you mean? Bruce Wayne. Batman's not, Batman's not dead. No, no so we, where he was like the Batman Beyond. He's like the mentor to like the new Batman. Yeah, but Batman's not dead, so I don't know what's the big deal. That's right, he's not. Fine, Bruce Wayne. So do we, we, could do we a, have preferred a Bruce Wayne death? Bruce Wayne's not dead either. No, what we have preferred one in this trilogy. I mean, to the people, he's dead. There's a grave with his name. Uh, what do we have preferred? Uh, yeah, this is. I would say this is the. Uh, like having your cake and eating it too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Moment where, like, I don't mind if he had died, died. That's that's fine. And someone's picking up your mantle. But at the same time, I guess if you're gonna pick up the mantle, in my opinion, you do have to be trained properly by the person. You know, like, yeah, you you do have this. I can't just be like, don't forget to wear a mask. Like, I don't think you know, Jake like, has the anywhere near the. <laughs> The same no. skill level to be Batman. Night, Nightwing is the closest Batman, technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we get it as the, from the Robins. But that's besides, what we dealt with so much of that Batman Begins because he was training. That's how right. Besides, that. besides Nightwing, that's the closest. I would say the next closest is his son, technically. What's his name? Which is the third Batman. But, because I saw the son of Batman. Who the hell did he have the kid with? With Rachel, his daughter. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oof. Oh, yeah. Gotta get it in. Yeah, even and yeah. He, one thing we know about all the, I mean, we should say this now. Another thing that this movie does that all the other movies and TV shows kind of do. He's really bad at relationships. He is so bad at them. Yeah. Any and all of them. Uh, I'm sure there's one or two where he's actually like mature about it, but overall, no. He's mature about it in the sense like Batman should always live on. Fuck Bruce Wayne. But that's not the same. That's not as yeah. mature. <laughs> that's not as good either. <laughs> and that's just... just uh, yeah, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing old man Batman, though, to be honest with you. You would love to see what? I wouldn't mind seeing old man Batman. Who's yeah, I mean, this one, he gets to retire, Batman. right? This one's just like a... Yeah. Oh, probably Michael Keaton will take up that one. Also, kind of a dick not letting uh, Michael Alfred know that he's alive until, like, one year when he goes... I mean, how long did he wait to... Is he really... Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my thing is, where is he going to get the... He, like, Where's the secret stash of money? Whose secret stash of money? Bruce Wayne. I don't know. Probably Catwoman stole. And Alfred's account. <laughs> and Alfred's account. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's... Uh, I, I don't think... I think the worst thing is that he made Alfred wait until... <laughs> to know that he was alive for this long. <laughs> he was crying at his... Cra- like, that's not good. <laughs> Just let Alfred know, you know? The one person he should know is the one that's known the whole time who Bruce Wayne is, you know? Like, I feel yeah. like that was kind of a diss. Um, anything you want to say about the way this Batman was treated, or like uh, the way this was uh, demonstrated and shown, and all that? Like, um, is there anything in here that you wish you would see more as we go along in this marathon, or anything like that? More gadgets. 
He has some gadgets. Oh, oh by the way, he I love that the, the gadget uh, from Batman Year One that bring up, brings all the bats was used in kind of Batman Begins. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I know that one. Yeah, and uh, that was like going on before the lines like, uh, what are you waiting for? Backup or something. And it's a <laughs> bunch of bats. That's cool. And he uses like all the bats. Like, he sonar like manipulates them with whatever he's doing and uh, falls down. That was really cool. I like that scene. You're right. Um, we do get that again. Huh. And year one also. I wonder, does he only use it for his beginnings? Like, he never uses it again or something? I think it's just uh, the, the technology. But, I, I, yeah, that's, but that's another. That's another the new gimmick. one, it was, it was like a prototype. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, yeah, it is really much more year one y than. Year one feels more like really Batman is beginning than Batman begins. Yeah, I agree. You know, some, some, for some reason that doesn't make sense. Um, uh, one thing I was going to say about uh, what's his, um, about this uh, Batman stuff is that another trope that all the movies have, of course, is that, uh, that he does have a lot of gadgets. There's just a lot of it's kind of subtle. Like he doesn't explain them too much or doesn't like show them too much. He just does it. Like um, in, the, in the third one, uh, when he's motorcycle chasing those guys, uh, Bane and his crew, he like has his like this thing that shuts, like electric magnetically shoots down whatever vehicle he shoots. But you know, like that, that's yeah. what that gun was. It's like an EMP gun or something. Like an EMP gun, like a weird specific, right? Like that's why he, that's how he shut down that motorbike. <laughs> I love how the cool. uh, the veteran cop's like, oh, you like you're about to see some cool shit right now. Oh yeah, and, and the rookie's like, it's Batman. Uh, we got to stop uh, him. That cop knew what was happening. <laughs> yeah. That cop was, yeah. He knew what was going on. He's like, yeah, bitch. Um, anything else, guys? Uh, no. I hate to say it that we all kind of feel the same about Dark Knight Rises, which is, yeah, a lot of nitpicks. Yeah, a lot of nitpicks for sure. It's very, it's quite imperfect. But it's uh, fun. Fun broad strokes, blockbuster stuff. It's fun still, overall. I would just skip, though, a bunch of things if I could. Um all right, so that is it for our Nolan's Batman trilogy review, which is hella long. I don't know how long we were in it. Um, but that is it for our show. You have been listening to another movie podcast. Uh, don't forget that we come out every other Wednesday. So next time, which I believe is uh, July 8th or thereabouts, early July, first July and Wednesday, um, we're going to come out here with our next shows. Um, those sh- episode reviews, I mean, uh, that episode we'll be reviewing the following. Uh, we're going to do the Black Phone or the fl- or the Blown, as I've been calling it. Uh, Black Phone, that's an Ethan Hawke horror movie. It looks like a horror movie, like a horror supernatural movie. That's going to be in theaters. And available on VOD to rent slash buy, which I did buy. Uh, we're going to review... <laughs> um, forget the director's name, but the one that did um, that movie from a few years ago. Man, what am I forgetting? Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. She has made a movie since then. It's called Petite Maman. I don't know what that means. I'm not French, but we're going to watch it and see what Celine that's about. Celine Schiama. 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 That's, that's like... right. No, that's right. That's right. I remember. Um, and lastly, we're going to review, and we're not going to do another trilogy for our Batathon, but we're going to do one movie. And this is a, a weirder one from the other picks. We're going to do a Justice League animated film called Justice League Doom, which obviously prominently features Batman. But we're going to see if we can uh, discuss Batman as part of a whole, part of a, of a group, part of a team. See what, see what that is. 
That'd see what nice. that feels like. So that is why we're picking that, and that's what we're reviewing next time. Until then, guys, I am Oscar. And Luke. And Ralph. See you later.